Oh, it's rolling. Hey, guys, it's the Cleveland Moto Podcast. I'm, I don't have a can to open. Well, Nickel, Nickel, get us open. I prepared for this. Oh, thank you, Nick. And they're off. Uh, well, uh, by God and golly gee, it's fucking July 16th, man. Is it a Christmas in July almost? It really is getting close. You were saying that. I, was saying, I do have some. Oh, by gosh, by golly. Yeah, I do have a, I do have a couple of Christmas ales. Like, I've got. 12 Christmas sales. We could do the 12 days of Christmas. At my local uh, grocery store, I saw they, they were selling like 12 dogs of Christmas. Oh, they were. For Christmas yeah. July, yeah. I, I saved two Sixers. July 16th, Christmas. and we're drinking a beer that's almost 16% alcohol. This is also <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, yesterday was my 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Waters, the noble and sainted Dr. Waters. She's uh, the luckiest woman in the 30th. world. Is it your 30th? Yeah. Fuck, man. Jesus wow. Christ. 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we looked at our wedding pictures from 20 years ago. It was pretty fun. There's a lot of a lot of interesting things. Oh, we did <laughs> half of our scooter, half of our wedding party was scooter people, and half mm-hmm. of it was normal people. Yep. So we actually have two sets of photos. I liked your white and black uh, Vespas. Yes, we did the white and black, the bride and groom Vespas out in yeah. front for people to sit on. Super fun. And you looked exactly like the lead singer of Madness, which was a good thing. My my flat top <laughs> was impeccable. Yes, it was. Yeah, my wedding flat top was truly. Something for the ages. But your face kind of looks like his a little bit too. Yeah. So you have that, yeah. you have like a doppelganger. It's Suggs, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Suggs. The, uh, <clears throat> to my left. Dan Krompke. Dan Krompke. And we're going to get into the beers Dan brought because holy shit. And then to his left. Nick DeVito. Nick DeVito. Excellent. Steve and Hofford. There you go. And to his. Johnny Mack. And. Steve Sleepy. And your humble narrator, Phil Waters. And that's the first time ever we've covered the bases in less than three minutes. Record wow. flat. Yeah, that is a record. I just wanted to see if we could do it. I just hmm. didn't know if we had it in us. The, uh, so, Daniel, what did you bring for us tonight? What am I drinking? Because what I'm drinking tastes delicious, but it also tastes dangerous. This is a noble beast. Okay. Made this English barley wine. We don't, rat, we don't run 2020 vintage. Yeah. Delicious. Almost 16% alcohol. So does it age for 25 years if you put it in your cellar? It'll age. This is a barley wine, a beer that'll age for 25 years. Because any other beer, if you've ever been like, oh, this is a beautiful bottle. I think I'm going to keep it. And then we'll drink it sometime on a special occasion. And then you open that song, bitch, and you're like, oh, fucking hell. Or like Heineken that just yeah. comes like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink any beer in a green bottle. Yeah. I hate to pry, but how much does... One singular unit of that cup. Oh, well, I'd like to first call attention to the size of said unit, because <laughs> that's an Irish bottle. That, that is, seriously, that's, an, that's a bottle that doesn't shower with the other kids after gym class. That is, that is 8.5 fluid ounces. Man. Yeah. But that's barley wines for you. If you, exactly. go, if you get one at a bar, right. you're going to get it in a little tiny snifter. Right. And exactly. Yeah. That's eight well, and a half ounces. At 15%. You exactly. probably don't want to be drinking them by the pint. When I picked these up, I ordered a, a five-ounce sample of this, and they gave me, I think, like half a 16-ounce glass. Oh, really? Nice. Damn. Yeah. Giddy Sweet. up. And what does a bottle of this don't rat, don't run cost? I think it was fourteen ninety nine a bottle. Fourteen ninety nine a bottle. So there you go. Oh, and it is awful, delicious. Though. I mean, oh. like you figure, like a Chimay is going to cost you ten bucks a bottle. Yeah, this and is really I tasty. Rate that higher than a Chimay. You know, they make all kinds of low alcohol beers too. The the owner is a member of Skidmark Garage, mm-hmm. and you know he's really into motorcycles. And I think one one of my favorite beers from them is the Pivo Grodziski. It's a sounds Polish. It's a hundred percent. Um, smoked wheat malt, oak smoked wheat malt, okay. beer, three and a half percent alcohol. Oh yeah. So you can go down there and 
have two or three of those and mm-hmm. still be fine. And still drive your bicycle home. The uh, We've had a fucking another banner week since last time we met. Uh, our shop has been insane. I'm going to tell you right now, Americans are completely looking at this as an opportunity to social distance at 45 miles an hour. And everybody who got a $600 a week unemployment check is blowing it on motorcycle-related fun. In addition to their uh, Trump change. Yes, exactly. In addition to their Trump change. Um, it's I've never seen a year like this. It is insane. We got the numbers back from the last quarter. And according to Piaggio's numbers, which are highly suspect on their best day, the Northeast, the Northeast District of the United States... Sales are up 319%. Wow. Not 70%, not 80%. 319%. Sell them while you can. We are running into a serious fucking problem getting bikes. And we also dealing with the other side of the coin where it's like, but I want a new Loompa now. People that couldn't pronounce the word Piaggio are now mandating that they have to be able to come in and buy one and take one home, you know, before 7 p.m. They're not fucking around. And... This is a very strange behavior to have somebody, you know, come into your shop and sort of demand that. We're thrilled. We're trying to help out where we can. But there are certain bikes that we know are going to be like, yeah, you're going to get that bike at the end of August. Like, that's when that's going to happen. So you might be on a six-week wait, and you'll be thrilled to get it when you fucking get it. So the good news is, due to global warming, December is one of my favorite months to ride in. So, (laughs) you know, yeah, rock on, dude. Uh, So, yeah, that's fucking fun. Uh, I have been riding the Zero FXS to work lately, the one that's behind Steve. Uh, we had a customer trade that bike in with two years old with less than 300 miles on it. Wow. And they traded up. This is what's hilarious. They traded up to the Black Forest Edition, huh. which the Black Forest Edition of the Zero is the official you know, Caviar Club bike. It is, it is the DSR, and it is all of the luggage. It's all SWMO tech. From the tip to the tail, um, it has all the armor on it. Yeah. So in two years, the guy only rode it three hundred miles. Yeah, in two years, the guy only rode it three hundred miles. I have twelve thousand on mine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I have twenty other bikes to ride. <laughs> I know, man. And this was uh, this has been this gentleman kind of upgrading to this uh, Black Forest edition. He has taken about six months to make this change. He's really, really thought about it. And so he's taken all this time to make the change to this Black Forest. It's a and, great bike, though. That's a, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's everything. It's the full adventure package from Zero. And what was funny is this selling him this bike took about three months or four months. And it finally got to the point where I had to tell him, I was like, look, Zero is an American company. They're in Scotts Valley, California. They are now to the point where, due to social distancing, there might be 20 people working at the factory. Right, instead of the normal 120 people. So I'm going to give you a very small window of time where I know there's a DSR available in California. You can have this bike if you act now. And everyone's like, oh, that's just a shitty salesman trick. No, he missed it. He didn't get it. So he had to wait. And then he wanted it even worse. He had to wait <laughs> six more weeks to get his bike. So he would have had his bike six weeks ago had he pulled the trigger when I told him to. But because he didn't, he had to wait six more weeks. So that's one thing you got to keep in mind if you're going to be like, I need a motorcycle right now. Keep in mind that your dealer may not be able to get it for you. I kind of did the same. I was going to buy a Blue Monkey. Blue Monkey! So the dealership in Amherst had 
one blue monkey left. Oh, really? I went in there, and I went in there to buy parts, but also to you know buy the blue monkey because it was yeah. like zero percent for the you know the loan period. Yeah. And when I walked in, she said, "Get that blue monkey prep. That guy just bought it." Oh. <laughs> well, did she? Did it work? Did you? Did you have feel a little pang in your heart? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to get another one. Yeah. I mean, but now he said that his showroom was empty. I mean, it's kind of like here. Like, there's things are, like, just missing here. Yeah, there, so there are whole like segments that are just vacant. Or they have sold signs on everything. Yes, right. that is true. But yeah. his his showroom was literally empty. Yeah. He's, I thought he was going out of business right. because there was nothing there. Yeah, he sells himself down to nothing, right? We keep one bike anything. of each thing here. So that people can see what they want to see and kind of get it. Uh, there's a really dumb movie with David Duchovny in it called Evolution, mm. and uh, there's a blue monkey. <laughs> blue monkey. So the blue monkey. Um, there's a, a particular dumb part in the movie where this is what happens, and uh, one of the not so bright characters just shouts, "Blue monkey, blue monkey!" <laughs> so uh, you saying "blue monkey" is very much. So you got to see Evolution, movie. see the blue movie. Monkey, blue monkey. That's yeah. why you always keep head and shoulders in your house. You always keep head and shoulders in your house in case that shows up, because that head and shoulders is the only thing that'll kill that. It's the <laughs> selenium. It keeps. It's what keeps the brother's hair so smooth. How did they know that Christy McCauley had uh, dandruff? They found her head and shoulders after the shuttle. Crash. Oh my oh, god, that's an old god. joke. Oh my god. I didn't know who her name was until you said shuttle, and I was like, oh. you could have said Sally Ride, but oh, yeah, that would have been yeah. That's exactly right on that. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So you have that. Uh, so <laughs> just it's just been insane at the shop. So it's it's a crazy time to be here. Uh, yesterday, I think yesterday we sold eight bikes. Um, we couldn't. We lost track. Jeez, oh, and we have people calling us from Buffalo and Rochester, giving us deposits over the phone and shit. And the Sean Weatherspoon, which is the bike we talked about which a couple one? of weeks ago, which is the Partridge Family Vespa. Which Nick's shoes match? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so they literally the Benetton Vespa, the Benetton, the Harlequin Vespa, the Harlequin. Your Vespa. right hand, the right beer in your yeah. right hand. We're trying to pick a beer. They are, and they uh, those beer cans. Or what? Thirty-two ounces. Those crawlers, big ass cans. At least the crawlers. Wow. Right. Those are big. Yeah, those are some big fucking beer cans. Look at the cans on that guy. Or Dan's really small. So these are crawlers. They fill them on the spot. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't expecting that color. That's what, <laughs> that's, hey. that's what the doctor says every I mean, time I, I go. Like, <laughs> I, mean, it's a, I wasn't I expecting that color. I was expecting yeah. raspberry here. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that's funny. Oh yeah, Harlequin. So there's the Volkswagen Harlequin. Uh, yeah. I I just love. I always love the Harlequins. They're they're wow. so cool. They're just so neat. Well, and, and everybody who owns the Harlequin has to get get that uh, multicolored Momo steering wheel. Yes, from the, from the late '80s. Right. Now, do they? When, like are they why. all different? <laughs> are they all so? The yes. Same? So that's the interesting. Thing. So the Harlequins come in. I believe it's four different varietals. Mm -hmm. Because they built the car on uh, four different chassis: a green chassis, a yellow chassis, um, I can't blue chassis, red and maybe and a red chassis. Yeah. So, and so you got to look at the rockers. Would be the yeah, pretty color. much look at the rockers. Yeah, look at the rockers and the C pillar. So the C pillar is going to be what color the frame of the car was. I wonder if all like if all yellow rocker Harlequins had the same combination of other panels. Ah, oh, is, is do they always have a green driver's right. door? Right. 
So if you see a yellow Harlequin, does it always have a green driver's door? And I think it does, actually. Yeah, it looks yeah. like. Oh, right there. There's the four. Yeah. So, so yeah. if they were do- if a yellow one mm-hmm. and a blue one were to run into each other, would it just turn into a green? It car? would just turn into <laughs> right four separate Volkswagens would jump out. Mm-hmm. The uh, so yeah the the wither the Weatherspoon the Vespa Weatherspoon is uh, very much the same concept, but the Vespa Weatherspoon is not based on four different paint jobs. It's all based on one. So and I know what I'm going to watch tomorrow. The story behind the Harlequin. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a it's a fun story. Yeah, it's I I like the Harlequin. I've always thought the Harlequin was just adorable. Um, really a cool cool looking bike. And so yeah, that's the Vespa. They're all the Vespas. Uh, Weatherspoons are all yellow bikes. Mm. So they're all yellow bikes with uh, added flavor. So and the flavor package is always the same. Flavor. So. Uh, the interesting thing today is because the Harlequins are so fucking special, they all rolled out. We had them here, and none of them had owner's manuals. Hmm. I was like, wow, you really fucked it up on this one. There's no owner's manuals. Well, it turns out it comes with a very special Wotherspoon owner's manual. So it does not have the same owner's manual that a regular Vespa has. It has its own special owner's manual, and it has a special seat cover for that corduroy seat. So the seat covers haven't shipped out yet. The war- the owner's manuals just got here today. Oh, wow. So those arrived today. What is nice. Weatherspoon? Is that the art and art? Uh, Sean or? Weatherspoon is a um, an influencer. Shoot. I dare not use the term uh, artist. Okay. Uh, but he's a person that uh, was was really big into uh, thrifting mm-hmm. and ups, uh, upcycling shit. And so he's uh, he's got some Nikes he put together, which in my opinion are. Okay. Nothing outrageous. Yeah. Like that's not great. I think the Weatherspoon Vespa is a much better Wait, or what, more what, interesting thing. What influenced this color? This is Mister. Uh, this is Mister huh. Weatherspoon, and uh, so yeah, he's a person that just kind of upcycles things. Yeah. And but Nike gave him too much money to do the uh, the Air Max ninety five. So mm-hmm. you see that you know. So he's got a couple of different Nikes that are out there, and uh, yeah, he likes the different colors and whatnot. Not bright enough for me. Well, again, I totally agree with you. Oh, there you go. So there's now the there's the ninety seven. Right That's a little me. bit more vibrant. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I do agree. I I like. I think it's a really fun thing. What I love is that all the people that are coming into the shop and having strong opinions about the bike. Like somebody's like, "Oh, it looks pre-stolen." <laughs> and, pre-stolen. Yeah, like, and other people come in and they're like, "Oh, wow, a part's been special." Right. How many bikes right. was this? Right. Exactly. Well, you know, for a while, the police were trying to crack down on people who were replacing body parts. Yeah. So, like, if your title says it's a red car, yeah, but your tailgate is black, right? Or they would try to pull yeah. you over. And yeah. Say, uh, you. It says here that your car is red, but this is black. Mm-hmm. Were yeah. these stolen parts? Mm-hmm. And da, 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 da. So yep. going back to the Harlequin Golf, yeah. would, would the color on your registration be like multi? The, multi. So oh, you yeah, have that's to. True. There well, is a multicolor option, option yeah. in Ohio. I recommend you use it. That's what I only As Hofford said, <laughs> as he said, multi. What color is it? Multi. Well, I mean, it's a blue car. Uh, uh, there are silver parts. Some black parts. There's some black There's parts. Some... The tires are black. They're not blue. They pull you over because of the color. Right. So yeah, They have no idea what color it is because <laughs> it's just multicolored. So, yeah, that's what Wotherspoon's all about. This is multi-blue. And I'm a terrible representative. Don't <laughs> let me sway your opinion of what Sean Wotherspoon Private is right. as a human being. Because whatever, you know. Don't let him sway your opinion of him either. Right. There you go. Excellent. Have your own fucking opinion. That's right, Nick. Fuck that. 
So uh, that's what the, the Sean Weatherspoon Vespa is all about that. Now, I don't give a fuck about sneakers, but I just like it when somebody does something outrageous with a color palette. And I like it when a company does something stupid and bold and fun with a bike to get people's attention. So, that's you know, cool. I like that. I think that's very interesting. And, you know, I to me, I, you know, I couldn't be more excited about that. I, I don't care a lot cool. about sneakers, but I've been looking into things that are made in the USA. And yeah. New Balance is one of the brands where you can get the New Balance 990. Yeah. Is still made in the US of A. Really? really? Interesting. Very they good They are expensive, know. though. They're yeah. like 140 bucks a pair. Yeah, which well, is what you find about a lot of stuff that's still made. The yes, it is. Uh, I was looking when I was looking at new shoes, and because well, I used to wear Converse all the time, and then I decided that Vans was a better company than Converse. Much more com, much more comfortable. Um, but yeah, still not made in USA. Nothing is. I tried to find a USA made HDTV antenna. Mm, and the one that I found on Amazon that said clearly in the ad, "Made in the USA" and everything. Right. You look at the reviews. It says it's made in the USA in the advertising. The box itself says made in China. It's stamped made in China. They're clearly lying. Do not buy this if you care that it's made in the USA. Holy shit. So I'm going to make one in the USA. Ah, <laughs> there you go. I'm going to convert the picture behind my, my HDTV right. into an antenna. I'm ah, going to run a line. I'm going to yeah. take the back of it. I'm going to flip it over. I'm going right. to put a you know, copper and stuff Are these like made that. in the US here? Yes. So this is the only motorcycle helmet years ago when we did the challenge of can you be an American biker? Oh. When we literally tried, and we tried for quite a while, to find everything that would you would have for your bike, your apparel, whatever, this was the only motorcycle helmet that we could find that was actually made in the USA. Um, it was the only one. It's made by Seer, Seer, uh, S-E-E-R, and it is the only goddamn helmet that you can buy that's made in America. And we priced them out, and I believe they were seven hundred dollars for a shorty. Wow! Wow! Yeah, they're not. They are not fucking cheap. Uh, it is. It is very much a uh, something best to be paid for with other people's money. Yeah. And the only people who buy those cop-looking helmets yeah. are departments where they had to have an American motorcycle with an American helmet. And that's exactly uh, right. Yeah, that is that is exactly right. That is. But it the best example. Sense. I don't understand why. There can't be USA-made helmets. I mean, mm-hmm. by and large, a helmet is not made through a lot of hand labor. Mm-hmm. I, it's, right. it's, a, it's on an assembly line, machines that people, yeah, run and everything. But, you know, even if you're paying somebody $20 an hour to make helmets, right? if each helmet coming off the line is 100 bucks, 200 yeah. bucks, That's the cheapest way you can put one of their helmets together. So that is no options, no features whatsoever. That is their basic helmet, Yeah, $395. Oh, is that a carbon fiber it helmet? It is a though? carbon fiber helmet. Thank you very much. So that's not that bad. It's not a full face. Though. No, it's a shorty. Yeah, it's a shorty. Because I was looking at guitars. And I'm like, come on. You could make an American made guitar that is not $2,500. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for reals. Yeah, mm-hmm. all day long. Wouldn't, wouldn't even be a hard thing to do. Yeah, that's, I, I'm in complete agreement with that. I'm okay with having. People come in from Mexico and have started, yeah. you know, like that's, if we need cheap labor, which I don't believe that's the real problem. No, I don't that think it's That is not the problem. The, problem. Yeah. the labor cost is way overblown for what people say it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, that's... manufacturing adds like seven times the power of the dollar that's right. spent on manufacturing. So, so it really aids the entire community if you're spending the money on manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bought a kayak. Uh, years ago, and the kayak I had been using was a typical, you know, Dick's Disaster 
whatever blow molded blow molded four hundred dollar kayak, and then I bought an American made hand laid fiberglass kayak, and I bought it second hand, so I spent you know twelve hundred thirteen hundred dollars for it, and it had a couple of repairs in it. And it wasn't pretty looking, but it was really good and it worked super well and it was fast and it was easy to run. It's a very good kayak. And I got it for a screaming deal because when I looked and saw it, they were over $4,000 for this, this particular brand, this particular model of kayak. So, yeah, when you get a Craftsman-built product and you get something that's really, really good, um, and we joke about it in the gun industry all the time, you know, sometimes a Mossberg 500 will shoot just as good as your Benelli, right? Uh, it depends on the guy like pulling it, the trigger, right? But it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> exactly or like right. your Kimber versus yeah. your CZ or something. Yeah, you know? it's true. It's like, it's but true. I mean... A blow molded kayak. Right. There are blow molding happens in this country. It's, oh yeah, yeah. It's presses. Yeah, it's machines. Yeah. And I don't care if you have to. If you want to have Chinese people come here to run the machines. That's right. Yeah. It could happen. It could in absolutely this happen at a very yeah. reasonable price point. Yeah. And there, and there's things like Step Two that makes all the kids toys. All the kids sure. toys. Yeah. They're made here in you know. Yeah, they're right, made in Ohio. Right yeah. over in Aurora. Why can't they make a kayak? They can certainly make a kayak. Right. But right. for whatever reason, it's it's somebody makes a lot more money by getting it for twenty bucks. Oh yeah, shipped for free. You know, for whatever reason, yeah. they're just yeah. they people have to hit are hitting home runs, mm-hmm. making filthy amounts of money. When you buy that three hundred dollar kayak, they got it for oh, thirty dollars. Oh God, yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's just like with the Chinese scooters. You know, yeah. if you're paying a thousand, you know, two thousand dollars for a Chinese right. scooter, the guy who imported it probably yeah. has five hundred bucks in it at that. Yeah. We when we did our test buy ages ago. And we were talking about jokingly having our own Cleveland Moto, our own Pride of Cleveland line of scooters. Yeah, back then. We were going to call it the Caveat Emptor. And we just thought it'd be fun to have a Caveat Emptor 125 or a Caveat Emptor 50. <laughs> and we spoke with one of the Chinese companies, one of the usual scumbags, and they had us down to $229 per unit. Shipped. Shipped. Wow. How can you ship anything from China for two twenty nine? Especially something scooter sized. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what you're getting into. Is you're getting into something that is clearly such an incredibly bad piece of garbage. Plus, you're being subsidized at, at by the price, Chinese government. At that price point, yeah. it goes beyond cheap labor. Oh yeah, it goes to cheap materials. It Absolutely. goes to cheap energy. Right. It goes to cheap shipping. Right. Everything is super well, yeah. cheap. You're not talking like the only difference between the one you get for that price is like. The nuts aren't quite tight enough or mm-hmm. something. It's like everything is Swiss cheese crap. Like the metallurgy is horrible. Like, right. Yeah. I, I mean, we can joke all the time. Like the Tao Tao at $699 is an incredibly deplorable piece of equipment. It is a very, very bad bike. Um, they're, they're awful. I mean, I've, we've, had, we've seen a few of them in here. The quality, the build quality on these things is junk i mean they are truly first-rate offenders um this is the tau tau uh pony the pony 50 and this is a this is a vile piece of excrement this is one of the worst motor vehicles i have ever seen in my well, life even looks e- fast even the hellcat <laughs> that i had the, the, the tau tau hellcat right i mean i did a lot of work to it but it was working right but the plastic itself and I wasn't off-roading it. I was mm. riding it to get... It was yeah. disintegrating. It was turning into powder. It literally turns into powder. Yeah. yeah. And we've seen these like bikes... BMWs. After five or six years, and the front fender, you can just pluck a chunk out of it with your fingers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. You, it just loses all of oh, its... Like, yeah. whatever oils are in it, Suck bake out, out in yeah. the sun. 
or even if you store them in your garage, they become actually brittle. It well, was that's... two part epoxy. One part costs a lot of money. <laughs> the other part doesn't. They used a lot of the one that doesn't. Yeah, that's true too. And you can see yeah. where they skimp on a lot of things, like the front, the speed sensor, right? Yep. So the metal, the metal hub of the wheel has these two little ears, like you know, like like indented into the hub of the wheel. Okay. Yeah. And they have this right. little plastic thing that you stick in there, and the hub turns it. And then it kind of holds itself against the fork. Yep. That's made out of the pla- like I don't even know what you'd call it. it it's almost like carbon powder mixed yeah. with like a little bit yeah. of like something. Oh yeah. And if you touch it wrong, it just disintegrates. It goes away. Yeah. Wow. Right. And I mean that's the Tau Tau Racer Fifty. Yeah, the Tau Tau Racer Fifty, and they have the balls to call it a scooter. A couple <laughs> drops of super glue dissolved in nail polish mm-hmm. and poured into a powder. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. This, uh, it's this one up here that is another one that we've had the horror of laying our paws upon. And this thing goes by a bunch of different names. But this is a 49cc, and this one is sometimes advertised at a premium because it's an actual four-stroke, not a two-stroke. And these things are awful. And they're usually sold under the name John Way. Mm-hmm. So if you see this, like John Way is another one, like we used to tease, we used to... Man, we got sued about wildfire. But, like, John Way is another one where people call here all the time. They're like, oh, I've got a John Way's. No, dude, yeah, goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Can't yeah, do nothing about do, it. About what? Two or three years ago, Craigslist yeah. was just all wildfire scooters. Yes, it was. Yeah. Like, you couldn't yeah. find anything else. No, it was there just... was literally the only thing you could lay your hands on was wildfire scooters. Oh, I like that police edition. Was that the police edition? The red, white, and black one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the law enforcement package right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. The uh, these things are absolute shit. I like how they have to have the brick. I like that. Yeah. Well, they want to have it a little more upright for the photos. Right. They don't want to show it's ghetto lean uh, <laughs> yeah. when it's yeah. But it is. They're really really bad. Oh, that the, has to be amazing. The, the trike. Oh, when you see the trikes, the these things are awful. And I get probably nine calls a week for this shit. Here's the thing. I you're. Your kickstand leans your bike over more than you do. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The uh, ice bears. Uh, the ice bears are another item of particular. The ice bear. The ice bear. Again, the ice bear mojo magic. My rule is very simple. The more fierce the animal's name is, right, the much steamier pile of shit the bike is. Yeah. If it's an ice bear. You know that's no, a steamy like pile of shit. It's just like with Harbor Freight tools. Yes. Like if it's if it's named after a city in the United States. Yeah. Stay it's away. Crap. Yeah. Stay away. Why is why is it that Chicago is so bad and Pittsburgh so good when it comes to Harbor Freight tools? <laughs> yeah. Taiwan versus China. So yeah, it's a really this kind of stuff when you're when you talk about like how bad can China be? This is how bad China can be. <laughs> and the thing is, I get 15 calls a week, maybe, maybe. People want these three-wheeled scooters. Do they and, have a differential, or is it a straight axle? Uh, in most cases, it's one-wheel drive. You sell like oh. a, a yeah. wheelchair attachment, too, so you can haul the wheelchair, and then their walker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, this is the point of fail, where you're like, this thing actually costs less than my mom's wheelchair. If right? you gave people what they actually wanted, yeah. you'd probably be sued like a million times. Oh, I gotta believe yeah. it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's no way that that thing can be FMVSS certified. There is no way that that vehicle is safety certified for anything. Well, the one I mean, they test, they're probably built all right. You know, the one they send to the o- I think they're ODAT. just, I think, no. I don't even think these are being tested. These aren't going through a test track. These aren't going anywhere oh, no, that would for cost safety money. testing. Because that would cost money. It's exactly right. Well, then how do they get Because you're just a getting t- a certificate of origin. Right. 
Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It's an MCL. Head. Yeah. There's no there's no safety implied in this thing. Like the idea that you're going to put it on the road is completely secondary. Yeah. You got to get it inspected. In fact, right. um, a lot of different states. Because I'm still on the I'm still on the the uh, clone forum on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so a lot of these guys get these things with MCOs, and they go to try to get their title and register them, and they're like, "No, fuck you, we're not doing that." And so there's there's all these threads like, "I'm in Texas and I can't license my Tao Tao. What do I do?" And it's, try another dealer, you know, or try Buy another. A good bike, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> yeah. Shit. yeah, yeah. I'm trying. What can I do to title this? Maybe a bit of a fucking good question to ask yeah. before you spent the money. Well, and then they're asking the dealers because right. like the dealers are leaving the M- MSOs blank. Yes, of and course so they the are. One, the one. The one kid was like, I went to the title bureau, and they're like, no, the, the dealer has to put their name on Yes, it. They're like, exactly. we've never had to do this. And they're like, well, so wait, so you're selling these, but you're not even putting your name no. on the MSO or oh MSCO. No, the MSO is literally a piece of it. cardboard. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, It's a piece of cardboard on the outside of the box. <laughs> I don't yeah. want you to be able to prove that I sold you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you sue me in court. Right, right. So uh, what I've got up on the screen right now is the latest bit of cromulence to uh, find its way into the Cleveland Moto uh I don't understand what cromulence means. Can you extrapolate <laughs> yes, a little bit? I've I can extrapolate on I've never cromulence. actually heard that word before. Absolutely. Cromulence. Well, so, I love it. Right. So cromulent is like totally acceptable. Like okay. you're, you're just like, you're like, is that good? Do you like that? It's cromulent. Okay. Satisfactory. Right. It's totally satisfactory, right? And when somebody says like, how was your bed last night? It was perfectly cromulent. Totally based on my last name. <laughs> yeah right, <laughs> Dan Cromulinky. And so that's with a K or with no, a... it's with a C. Cromulent, huh. right? And it is. I mean, it's a it's a word. It's a le- it's a legit word, and it is one of those things that is just a. Uh, I think that it. I think it may have started on The Simpsons. Okay. And I think it was one of those deals. Uh, it's just it means it's okay, but okay. I think it's like it's okay with whipped cream. Okay. Yeah. Succinctly. Yes, exactly. But it, I think it did have its origins on The Simpsons. So, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's legit. So this thing, uh, I have a customer who came into my shop who's about 137 years old. And mm-hmm. he showed up, and he's uh, a former heating and air conditioning magnate in the, gla- in the greater Cleveland area. And uh, back when they would actually cool your house using mammoth carcasses dug up from the tundra permafrost and blowing air over them. Uh, that's apparently when he was a heating and air conditioning guy. But the, uh, the fun thing is he came in and he just straight up said, I want to, I want a Vespa sidecar so I can put my little dog in it. Yeah. And I said, well, what's the goal with the little dog thing? And he's like, oh, well, my dog's going to be the next Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> what? Okay. okay. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, people have taken pictures of my dog. People love taking pictures of my dog. I got a convertible Volkswagen. We drive around everywhere. And I, she wears a hat, and I put her in the Volkswagen, and people take pictures of her all the time. And she's appeared on Instagram. Oh, ooh. wow! Yeah. She's so appeared on Instagram. Nobody, no other dog's ever been on Instagram. I don't think he knows what Instagram you can't is. Just put any old thing up. Yeah, on. they don't. They do not put just any he old thing. He first found it when he was looking for an Insta, uh, so somebody, a girlfriend. Instagram. He uh, he also is funding right now two or three Instagram models because he yes. believes in their he believes in their in potential. Their potential. <laughs> right, exactly. He's supporting two or three Instagram models, and so yeah. So this uh, this particular thing, I'm, the the TV just decided to shit the bed real quick. Mm-hmm. But what is funny is like this gentleman when he came in, I was like, okay, well, you just want to put a dog in it, right? A dog. Well, we've all seen the buddy scooter, right? Yeah. So we had the buddy scooter with the buddy sidecar. 
The buddy scooter's twenty seven hundred bucks. The sidecar I think is like sixteen hundred bucks. You're all in. You're relatively affordable at under five thousand dollars, right? And that seems reasonable. If you want to just, you know, if you're a thousand years old, if you're the crypt keeper and you want to put your little dog in this thing and drive around your neighborhood at 12 miles an hour mm -hmm. or even 45 miles an hour, that will work, right? I mean, that will function. That's not going to give you a problem. It's going to do what it's meant to do. No, he needs to have a Vespa. Okay, fine. I'll sell you a Vespa 150. That'll be great. No, I don't want a Vespa 150. I want a Vespa 300. Oh, my God. Why? Why do you need an 85-mile-an-hour scooter? Right. To fuck it up by putting a sidecar on it, so you have your twelve-pound dog in a hat right. that can go on the sidecar. And the dog has to go in style. Liability waivers, all kinds right. of things. Like, so this I, guy has a death wish. This guy has a death wish, right? And I mean, he's. It takes him nineteen minutes to get from the parking lot to the showroom. So I, I just kind of like, you know what? COVID, by the way, when this deal started, COVID was one day old, two days huh. old. So. Part of me thought, take the man's money. He's not going to survive COVID. This will be the easiest money you've ever made in your life. You won't even have to order the sidecar. You're going to get a call from his attorney or his wife or offspring or, you know, executor of his estate. Or the dog. Or the dog. The dog's going to show up and be like, you know, you owe us $10,000. Yeah. And so. No, where's my sidecar? Right. Where's my sidecar? <laughs> and I get a driver, too. I'm Duds, I'm Duds McKenzie. And. So I looked it up, and I found out there's like one company in the world outside of Watsonian. And Watsonian is a British word that means too much money. It literally is Watsonian sidecars. Would anyone like to guess what the price is for a Watsonian sidecar for a Vespa scooter is? For a Vespa GTS. 6500 bucks. That's what I thought, too. How uh, much is the scooter itself? Uh, $71.99. $9,000. No, nah, 65 I think Steve's it's right. $8,000. It's actually more than the scooter itself. All right, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Bear with me. I had to, uh, they had to make a special one for the Vespa. It can't be that expensive. Oh, no, it's, it's totally, it's totally uh, a Reason. bargain. I'm going to, oh, wait, they don't have the price on this one. Shit. Cromulent. Give me a second. It's, it's totally yeah. cromulent. It's totally <laughs> cromulent. The, uh, they did. So, what is that in? I'm going to pull it up here, guys. I'm going to pull up the picture so you can that. see it. Yeah, you like the monkey with a little sidecar, right? Yeah. So, like here's the Watsonian. Uh, wait for it. It's going to come up after the tropical picture. Yeah. But I like yeah. the silver sidecar. And if you did the yellow There's the Watsonian. Oh, that's it. That's the Watsonian. Oh, that's like five bucks. <laughs> oh, that one's ten. That's so not that's the, the one Watsonian. That's not the one you got. Um, no, that's not what I got. Okay, right. That's the Watsonian sidecar, and the Watsonian sidecar is uh, forty five hundred pounds. Well, sixty five hundred bucks, man. Yep, and but that's not the one for the the uh, for the GTS. Well, it, it's more expensive when you go I for the GTS. I think I'm in the hunt too, right? Yeah. I think it is. So that's not the one we got <laughs> because there was no way we were going to pony up that kind of money. So what we did instead was I found this company in Jakarta, Indonesia that makes these sidecars, and apparently they're good enough to be used by the Tour Rome in a sidecar, Vespa sidecar, uh, tourist event. And so we bought one of those. Did you get the dog a little, like, roof, too? I did not. No, I didn't. You see there's one with a roof on it down there, but that's he, not an MP3. He did MP3. get the gyroscopic water bowl, though. Yes, exactly. No matter exactly. how much it moves, it just... And I built, right. what do they call those things that... 
like kind of yeah. on a pendulum. Boat. Yeah, and it is a bike buoy. Uh, uh, yeah. So that is like not joking around. Uh, this sidecar showed up finally, and uh, it got snagged by customs because they did not. Uh, the company shipping it did not understand the way shipping things out of Jakarta, Indonesia works. So how many of these did they make for Jakarta, Indonesia? Because they're not very good at shipping them out of Jakarta, Indonesia. That was a pain in the dick of the highest order. So I did finally get the thing out of customs. Well, when they built this, not a single molecule of instructions came with it. They basically said, good luck, pal. <laughs> so I would like to remind you that a Vespa scooter is hollow. Mm -hmm. That a Vespa scooter is, in fact, monocoque. It's built like an airplane, right? And this scooter is hollow. It is also built like an airplane. It is hollow. Now, imagine if you would trying to bolt a little Cessna to a 737. Right. And they're going to have to fly through the air that way. But here's the trick. You're not allowed to get into the Cessna for any of the fasteners. And you're not allowed to get into the 737 for any of the fasteners. You have to secure this vehicle to this other vehicle from the outside, and you can't get into either one of them. Aren't you just supposed to through weld it and then torque it to 150? Until it quit? squishes the whole frame of the Vespa down? <laughs> Almost. I'm going to pass around the reinforcement bar that oh, came no. with the sidecar kit that this is supposed to be mounted on the interior side of the Vespa frame uh, to give the sidecar kit rigidity. Oh, rigidity. Through because, the battery box or something? Like well, you're going into the floor pan of the Vespa. So you remember the old Vespas the were plastic. flat. Oh. Okay. Old Vespa yeah, floors old, were old flat. Vespa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But modern Vespa floors are like blow molded. They're yeah. like, they're, they're curved, right? Yeah. They're stamped out and they're curved. And the, they're plastic and then foot. The foot part you put your feet on is a plastic cover that goes on the top. So you take but that out? You take that out. Okay. So you, you lift that up so you can get access to see where you're about to drill into blindly. Ah, with like radiator hoses and shit in there. Okay, there you go. This is what's this is what's holding your life together. I, I have better metal just yeah. to hold my muffler on the TNT. Oh yeah. Oh way better. Yeah. Way better. In fact I've seen <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I've seen better metal than oh, that wait, wait, wait. with dental work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It has a Rockwell hardness of four. So this is a, not even the size of a hacksaw blade. Nope. I'm sure that this It may one, be made out of hacksaw blade. It might be a used hacksaw blade. If it blade. would, that would be an improvement, right. but yeah. no, it's not. It's the mildest steel. I could easily bend this with my finger. You can curl it around your fingers. Yep. Yeah. This yeah. is like one of those snap It's like a slap bracelet. <laughs> exactly. It is. And this is the actual piece of steel that comes in the kit. That they expect you to put inside the body Precision of a Vespa scooter. Of the holes too. I know. Oh no! And the entire thing looks like it's curved. Now, first of all, those holes were not drilled. Those were chewed out by the the four year old that has one tooth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those were not drilled. You look at those holes. Those were not drilled holes. There's no there's no drill on the planet that, that did drills not come that off poorly. Of stamping press. That did not come. That came no. off of. Here is a coil of. Uh, what is the banding for, yeah. for it, lumber? It came off the banding from another crate. And here yeah. are some tin snips. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is the definition of fabric cobbled. Like, it is just junk. And, yeah, you can totally wave that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, look at that. Flexy it is. Yeah, it's so flexible. I have to fart, but that brings yeah. up a good question. Yeah. Can you get COVID from a fart? Oh, shit. Dude. 
Right. You might be able to. Yeah. People yeah. like to say, you know. No, you're wearing pants. It's like an ass oh, mask. There you, go. you think you think that you think oh, yeah. that mask it's is holding ass, it's an ass mask. That mask hold, you think that mask is holding in the COVID. Does a do your underpants hold in a fart? I'm here to say my underpants hold in a mask lot of ways. No, but your underpants your underpants will hold piss in though. They won't <laughs> let you piss was, out like this. We can end this podcast. The Bureau right of Workers now. Compensation sent all Cleveland businesses what pay into the Bureau of Workers Compensation. Yeah. Maybe it's Ohio. Fifty of these, yeah. Fruit of Looms, Fruit of Looms, man, and they're really good. Yeah. I mean, I will say this son bitch is comfortable. Yep. Yeah, it is comfy. I love wearing them. Uh, you know, mm. they're they're really really good. If you had like a little cinnamon vanilla spray to put on them, and they yeah. smelled like strippers panties, I was gonna say. Yeah, loves baby soft. Old Navy has packs of five for five bucks, and right you can on. get them in the camo. That's cool. Yeah. That's nice. I don't have an example, but my sister in law made for her her daughter, my niece. She made the ones with the little plastic thing, so you can actually see your mouth. I should have brought one. Oh, really? A panel, so a visible panel. It's for people who have who need, have to yeah. lip yeah. read. Like my oh. brother is a lip reader, yeah. so you can actually put them on. It's for people in a retail environment if somebody needs to actually see her. Wow! Or like, you know, like maybe dental hygienists. They want people to see your teeth yeah. or something like. Mm-hmm. But they look funny as hell. I'm sure they do. It's oh, yeah, like a screen it. door in a submarine. And yeah. I'm like, as if it's not already hard enough to breathe through a mask. Now you've put a piece of piece vinyl of plastic right in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely not wear that when I'm in stores and, and somebody's behind me without a mask. I'm just like, fuck you, fuck, fuck. I'd be putting fuck. my tongue against it like. <laughs> <laughs> it's maddening. Hey, so does anybody? You so, should make like a school bus. Like a short bus? Uh, yeah, short bus. <laughs> uh, yeah. Does, does anybody make a sidecar without the sidecar? So, like, say I want to ride my, Just buddy, my buddy in the winter. Yeah. And I want yeah. a third Just to have an outrigger. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's something you should totally just build yourself. Okay. There's no reason to pay real money for what is essentially... A stick with a wheel? A tripod. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. take a leaf spring. Yeah. yeah. And put it under your bike and bolt it on, like you bolt yeah. it on, right. and put two wheels on it or put a skis on it, like they do in a... Yeah. I've seen yeah. they put yeah. skis Elephant on. Yeah. The, so then you can put your feet on the yeah. leaf spring. Exactly. And when you're going over, you can hold yeah. your bike up on... If you're yeah. falling, you can just push down on the leaf spring. Makes perfect sense. I don't know why we haven't done it yet. My yeah. idea yeah. for the sidecar at one point, which never took off, obviously. Right. It's a lot, like, a lot of ideas that happen around here, but whatever. Because <laughs> I was just going to try to, underneath the bike, weld a receiver... Right. Like you oh, would yeah. find on the back of your car. And then you could take like a Harbor Freight rack, slide it in there, pin it, and put a little wheel on it. Mm. Or oh, just yeah. put a pole in there with a wheel on it, and then you have, or put two. If you had it long enough, you could have one on both sides. Both sides. Oh, yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just one of those things that... It would be sloppy and clunk around. It would be fun, very but, sloppy, but it would work just fine. But it would fine. be very mid-Ohio. I've oh, seen yeah. people show up here with Versa haulers. They spend at least $5 on. Like the world's worst hitch carrier... And I've seen a seven thousand or twelve thousand dollar bike on a fifty dollar hitch carrier. Yeah, and, and this thing is just like rickety as hell. Yeah, I know. I don't just get a it. Terrible bad idea. Blend it. Yeah. They're like they're, they're like my tongue. Serious. The tongue weight is uh, it can handle seven hundred pounds. How much is your bike? Seven oh seven. Seven oh seven. We're like, good. Yeah, yeah we're good. Rounding down. Yeah. You know, for safety, always round down for safety. That's what I've heard. Yeah. There's it is. <clears throat> so the problem with this thing was where they had drilled holes in the mounting plate. Had nothing to do, like I'm convinced there are no Vespa GTS 300s in Jakarta, Indonesia. Yeah. Because somebody's like, well, we're going to put some holes in here. <clears throat> I would have rather had they not put holes in there. Right. Mm. Because the idea of them putting holes in it suggested to me that somebody had actually figured out where these holes needed to be. Right. Should line up with something. So they should line up with something. So I took a look at these four holes they'd put in the bottom. And by the way, did I mention that this is a 340 pound scooter 
with a 200-pound human on it. So that's 550. And it's new and probably quite expensive, too. Very expensive, yeah. right? So this thing is supposed to be bolted on the bottom, and they've given you four holes. <laughs> and these are holes that are no shit, like 11 millimeter. Oh, oh it's perfect for like a self-tapper. They're this big, right? Just use some self-tappers. I'm looking at this, and I was just like, this is a terrible idea. And you know what? Honestly, if we were to put 100 self-tapping screws in the bottom, it would have been stronger than what they were set up to do. Because 100 points with self-tappers would have distributed the load out. I mean, I know the older ones. Didn't they have like that little thing that looked like a tow thing that you'd find on the front bumper of a foreign car Mm -hmm. up underneath there? You know what I mean? Like, there's like a U-shit. What is that all about? Well, that's a locking ring. Could that somehow be used to mount That is a locking thing? ring, and that, that is on some of the older bikes. They don't have on the new ones. Oh, but okay. the locking ring has been replaced by the side stand bracket. Yeah. But regardless, there are points under a Vespa where the center tunnel is welded to the floor panel, right? right. Mm-hmm. So there's two pe- a place where two pieces of metal that are moderately thick. I mean, they're, they're made out of the same thing car doors are made out of, I'm sure. Maybe 22 gauge. Yeah, yeah 18 for sure, at least. Maybe 22 is a little thin. Uh, but okay. yeah, but it's it's thicker than this shit, right? <clears throat> it's certainly thicker than this, and they're welded together, so at least they're sandwiched, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're spot welded about every like inch and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm looking at this bracket, I'm like, well, at least of all the places I'm going to go into, I'm not just going to go into one layer of sheet metal. Right. I better at least try to drill holes through two, two places. So you're blind drilling through another piece of steel into another piece of steel that is now welded against another one, and you can't see where you're going, you know, because, you know, again, that's the way it works. Yeah, right. I gave up. I laid the fucking bike on its side. I just put down some blankets, and I was like, screw it. There's no gas in this thing. I literally lied the bike on its side so I could sit there and work with this thing until I found that one spot mm-hmm. where I had a place where four, at least four bolts could go and all be going through double welded Thickness of steel. So let me ask you this. So yeah. like now, uh, alignment of a third wheel on a, yeah. a thing is probably going to be pretty important, right? Yeah, not so much. Not so much. No, so you'd think it would be, so but like, it's not. So you don't really have to worry too much. <laughs> nah. if it's, no. No, I got a whole book over here that's written on it. Yeah. Throw it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's there are books that people wrote about like tuning sidecars and dialing sidecars in. Yeah. And I have spent like six hours with sticks and tape measures and lasers <laughs> and chalk. And shit, and shining lights on garage walls, and all kinds of crap. I have done way too much math <laughs> to get this thing set up perfectly. To get scooter, to get scooter sidecars set up, they are literally mathematically perfect according to the rules of you know sidecars by George Texas Sidecars whatever book. Yeah. Only to have the owner take them out, yep. hit some fucking curbs and <laughs> yeah. bullshit like right. that, yep. and have it come in leaning like this, like, yep. what the fuck did you do? Yep. No matter exactly. how hard you tighten it down, right. it somehow seems that it's going to move or something Some like kind that. of a slip joint. You are not yeah. necessarily pinning. The, you know, a lot of the stuff on a sidecar, you know, at least the ones on the Enfields, right. were all pinch-type situations. So That's right. there was no through hole that it was locked no. in place or anything like that just because it had to be adjustable, you know? Right, yeah, right, right. Um, yeah. right. So mostly you just take the thing, put it all together as best as you can kind of line it up so it doesn't look totally fucked up yeah. <laughs> and tighten everything down well on those was it clamped around tubes yes yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, most absolutely. of them are yeah yeah most of them are a, a, a big hollow thing um the old vernacular for the beam that comes off the bottom of the sidecar used to be called a queen mary 
And so the Queen Mary was this piece of metal that bolted to the frame of the motorcycle and, and held the sidecar itself. Like up where the front motor mount was. Yeah, exactly. And it was the one big, heavy piece of steel. And again, when in doubt, big, heavy piece of steel. And that was, uh, that was exactly... I brought a picture up so you guys can see what an actual modern Vespa uh, frame looks like. Because a modern Vespa frame does not look like an old-school Vespa frame. Uh, modern Vespa frames are very, very hollow, right? So if you look down there where your feet would normally be, you'll see it's just a tunnel, and then it's reverse hollow or you know inverted um, stamped steel, these pans that essentially, if they didn't have the plastic floorboards on them, would just hold like a gallon and a half of water on each side. Well, I'm right? glad you're actually talking about bolting it to it because I thought at first it was like, well, what do you do? Clamp it to yeah, it? Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that really is. Uh, here's a particularly rotted out Vespa frame. So you see how bad it can get. The uh, but so as you can see underneath there, you're literally just bolting into stamped sheet metal, and that's why when you're bolting into stamped sheet metal. Figuring out where that metal is double or triple thickness due to the welding process is super fucking important. And this particular sidecar rig doesn't give you a lot of that. And, you know, we joke all the time about like, oh, you've never seen a rusty modern Vespa. That's a rusty modern Vespa right there. I well, mean, and imagine with you, if you will, how much torque is on that those mounting bolts yeah! when they're mounted here right. and you have... Uh, maybe a 200-pound guy out yeah, here, and you're right. going to go like this and fly the sidecar. Well, you have three foot of leverage on Absolutely. Yeah. Did, did you put plates in there, too? So what I did was I took this thing, and I literally just brought it out as a podcast thing. I was like, I'm going to show the guys the podcast. The one thing. So this sidecar rig came in a giant box, a giant crate, and the only thing that came in it were six bolts that were fake grade 8. They were completely like... They looked like they were grade 8 bolts. They had the grade 8 markings on them, but they were made out of Velvedium. They were nowhere near grade 8. I could have tested them with my fucking tooth enamel. They were not metal strong bolts. So I chucked all that garbage. This was the only thing that was supposed to reinforce it, and this was supposed to go across the frame on the inside just ahead of where the tunnel is. And that was meant to be the reinforcement for this entire fucking operation which is embarrassing, you know? Uh, it's just a bad scene. So what I did was I went into my collection of fender washers and I got some nice plates of eighth of an inch stock and hammered them to the shape that the frame was. Mm -hmm. And so I reinforced it with that. So I went through and now everywhere that these bolts go into the chassis, I've got good, real, legit, straight eight McMaster car grade eight bolts and they're fine thread, so that gives us a little more, you know, squish or a little more control over the torque. Mm -hmm. And I went fine thread. I went with a metric uh, that will be commonly available forever should this owner decide. Well, he's not going to live that long. Who the fuck am I kidding? Mm -hmm. Anyway. Uh, how's, the, how's the rest of the sidecar? Well, we can inspect it later. Yeah. It's in the room with us. I mean, it looks nice when you it see looks, it. It looks adorable. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, but exactly. But that's the point. Is, and that's uh, 2800 bucks. Yeah. So, yeah. So $2,800 is uh, not a small price to pay for a, a Vespa sidecar. But there is one that exists, and it's less than the $5,000 required by Watsonian Squire. So, or Watsonian. So that was the mission of the week where I was literally like, fuck this. I'm getting this son of a bitch put on. So I stayed here one night until a little after midnight. And that was just my project. And it was fun running back and forth to the workshop, just beating on metal 
getting things the right shape. I hadn't used my fender dollies in a long time, so it was fun to get my bag of shot out, get my fender dollies out, and just literally beat metal into submission until I had it roughly the right shape to be inside a Vespa floorboard that nobody will ever see. So, but the good news is I don't think it'll rip out now. I don't think it'll actually pull the bolts through the fucking floor. That's good. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of an important thing when you think about strength and everything. Uh, I did want to torque. I wanted to torque one of the OEM bolts so badly mm -hmm. just to see where it would crack, like to, just to pull an AVE test on Half it. Half a foot pound. Yeah, right. and just see how and many take foot it pounds. Apart, see what the threads look like. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, because it was a coarse bolt and it was just a garbage looking coarse bolt. Yeah. Nick, what did you bring us today? I brought a bunch of. Uh, throttle bodies stuff right yeah, yeah. so uh, this is the throttle body and manifold off of a um, I think this one was a a Yamaha bolt yeah so it's, it's, it's a 920 cc yeah it's yeah. the same as um, as like the old v-star 950s yep. and stuff like that um, so I'm always looking at well Backstory: I've never owned a fuel-injected motorcycle. Okay. Um, You've just owned the parts that make it fuel-injected. Right. Okay. And and I've always sort of, you know, how hard could it be? How <laughs> hard could it be? Uh, it's a very simple formula. Right. Because in all fairness, you are an electrical engineer, right? Right. True. Yeah. But and there's all sorts of different. Um, there's a, oh, there's all sorts of different uh, like uh, projects like uh, there's. Uh, Speedduino, which is like an Arduino-based fuel injection project. There's Megasquirt, obviously. Uh, there's all sorts of Raspberry Pi projects um, for controlling like ECUs type stuff. Um, so I don't know. I, I saw this on eBay, and and looking at the pictures, it looked perfect for just about any motorcycle conversion application. And I thought, well, I'll put it on something event eventually. It was like. Maybe fourteen dollars for the throttle body. That's crazy. And like, so what? What would you? What, what kind of an ECU would you run that with? So I, I would probably do like a, a mega squirt type system where that is the the, the uh, throttle body that has the the throttle position sensor built into it, and then I just have to run a. It's called a manifold pressure sensor, which which uh, detects the pressure inside the uh, the plenum. So that's after the the throttle plates. Mm -hmm. So with the throttle position and that, and that pressure sensor, it's able to pretty much calculate everything else. The view master. So you don't, you don't need an O2 sensor or anything on the. Oh, well, you would need an O2 an O2 oh, sensor, wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is cool. So those sensors plus uh, a trigger wheel on the camshaft right. or on, on the crankshaft is pretty much all you need to get going. Hmm. All right. Phil, I sent. I believe I, in you. Even if I you don't sent, believe in uh, yourself. The the text. I don't believe in myself. Electric scooter slash dirt bike that's supposedly badass. Oh, really? Yeah. And so it has a foldable seat. If you can make that So work, you can you use can it as a like a stand-up scooter or a seat. I'm a fuck out of here. It's I, pretty, it's I cool. wish you the best. Really? I hope this does yeah, work. That's kind of cool. Did you text it to me? Door yes. for a lot of All right. It might go it's on yeah. the group text. Though. Okay. I like how James Robertson wrote, I'm at that McDonald's eating on the curb like an animal. And it's a picture of Nick. What? At McDonald's, eating on the oh, curb like an animal. Man. And there's a picture of you next to your Suzuki Bandit. <laughs> eating the on the day? curb yeah, like an animal. This was, it was before I got here. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, you don't have to hoard yeah. food. We will not steal your burger. 
eating on the curb like well, an no, animal. I, was early. I, I graduated from that kind of stuff after I got out of high school. Oh, that's well, great. look at him, though. He's walking into a room full well, of like, Also, it was on a dudes. motorcycle. I didn't want to carry it with me. Right. That's exactly Carry it in it. you. Don't carry it with you. <laughs> right. uh, Did you bring it up for the class? Geez. Yeah. I don't, if it's McDonald's, it won't be with you for You know, the funny thing is, I had a taste for McDonald's. I would have probably would have got yeah, a cheeseburger. Give Man, I do not up. ever get a taste you for McDonald's. You don't have enough for everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I try to stay away from there, even though I know that they're made out of bovine ocular sockets, but okay. <laughs> That's why I go to Dairy Twist. I'll only eat them every once in a while. Oh, well, there you go. So this is the Kuberg... Ranger, yeah, yeah, that's it. The Kuberg Vain Ranger. I'm gonna pull this up because it sounds like quality. The Germans, it's, it's, no, dude, it's pretty oh, it cool. Is. Yeah, it's neat. It's it's a different take on. What... I don't want to see a picture. I want to see a video. They must be going through the forest as quickly as possible. They must be silent so, so we do not disturb the villagers. Like credit credit where credit is due. Mm -hmm. like Mike, who is recovering from his accident, sent me this link this morning because okay. he has a lot of time to look. Oh yeah, he right does. Right yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's it's a different take. It's like a standard the Strider version there. It is, but they have a version of it where the seat, like it, there's a seat pops out. Like, yeah. If you look at the website I sent you, switchblade style. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's... That one clearly looks like a trials bike. Yeah, I'm gonna say that I'm I'm kind of under the impression with this that hold on a second, we're gonna go ahead and just shoot this up to the caster, the castatopia, real quick. But like as. You know, I'm riding a lot of electric shit, and I really, I mean, obviously, I love riding electric stuff just because it's the fuck you to noise and stress at the end of my day. Mm -hmm. So at the end of my day, if I want to just be like, fuck, I mean, I just need to get my head together, I ride electric. And so well, electrics do have, um, electrics do have a really awesome place in my life. So Stand up wheelie, no problem. Yeah, and they, you know, these fellas on there are not big fellas, and those bikes look real small. Like, those look like 20-inch wheels. Those right. look like BMX wheels. Yeah, with me on there, I don't yeah. know if I'd have got that last little three feet to get up over that. No, but yeah. the, the thing that seems pretty cool, if you read the thing, though, they have, like, a really fat range and ridiculous amounts of power for what they are. Sure. Yeah. But it does look, it does look tiny. It does look like a monkey fucking a coconut right. at this point. I mean, these are all tiny, scrawny, zero-body fat children, and... I am not that. That's not even a mountain bike. No, that is not even a mountain bike. That looks small for a mountain well, it's bike. Like a, it's like one of our pit bikes, but with yeah. zero power. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. It does look fun. I mean, It looks super duper fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Oh, I ride all kinds of inappropriately small Wait, shit. Was that fake noise coming from them? Or I don't know. know. The kid might have got his toe caught in the spokes or something. <laughs> yeah. That's the sound I make. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it is. it does look funner than fuck. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. So but what's that going to set us back? I'm not sure, but the one oh. that, that's on, that was on there, though, the seat thing is cool because it goes away when you don't want it, and then right. when you want to sit and just kind of cruise, it just kind of leans up. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, so that, that I think it's like a different model or something. The other one looked a little bit bigger, too. Yeah, because they clearly have trials bike kind of setups, and yeah, then they have, you dirt know. bikey looking things. And right. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's kind of neat. It is going to be interesting as more and more companies bring these things out, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and the, here's the weird part. So, like, usually, like, all the Chinese companies and German, whatever, copy the big four, right? Of course, yeah. But now the yeah. big four really haven't released the meat of their electric stuff, no. and these are getting good. This is the Ranger. This one yeah. you're talking about with the folding seat? I think so. Yes. So, so this one looks they're bigger. They're going to have to be all artsy-fartsy with these smash cuts and blackout edits. Drone footage. Stop that. 
But see, it's bigger. It, definitely it is does. bigger. Yeah, it is bigger. It's got a much bigger front wheel, especially, which Looks I need like that. It's got a smaller that. rear wheel than the front wheel. Yes, yeah. it does. It does have an asymmetrical. Yeah. I'm okay with that. No, but I'm just saying for a... I like the deployable seat. The yeah. deplorable seat. Be the first to know. Would you really be the first? I don't think so. The guy who put the website together probably yeah. knows more than you do. I knew it sooner. But but I'm just so, yeah. saying it's going to be kind of interesting because so all these bikes are coming out that are halfway okay, right? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when the big four come out with it, they're going to have to be spectacular. They're going to have to be spectacular. Well, yeah, the bar is going to be making electric bicycles. Yes. Right, 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 right. right. Know, exactly. Which, yep. Which borderline, like, uh, well, if it's an electric bicycle and has front and rear suspension and everything. Of course. How, how does that make it a bicycle? Right. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I mean, when, you know, there's a giant hole in the market right now. I've got customers come in, they look at these bikes, and they're like, wow, that's really fucking cool, but $9,000, ouch, yeah. for the zero. And that's true. And it's there's a giant hole at the $4,000 price point. At the four and $5,000 price point, that is a, a big, you know. Well, you don't what? know how a bicycle fits in there, but it's a bicycle at exactly. $3,500. And but let me ask you this. When does, when, where is the crossover where you have to have a license? Compared to just riding the 25 thing. miles per hour in our state. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Both so have. 25 miles per hour, if it goes, you know, depending on whose law you're reading and what side of the bed the cop woke up on. But even a moped, you still have to have a license for a moped. Not if you're 16. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to have a license. You have to have insurance. You have yeah. to have everything. No, but you, you have, have to have a, a driver's license. But exactly. Not, not a moped. Car license. driver's license. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of people that would buy electric motorcycles if they didn't have to get an electric motorcycle license. Like, if they could just step into it with their driver's license, right? Like a moped. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, then the only thing they could do is an electric bike. But you're yeah. still gonna have to get it, to, you know, insured and mm-hmm. plated and all right. those things. Okay. Yeah. 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 Some of the new electric bikes are really cool. I was looking at those giants at the the mm-hmm. uh, motorcycle show. Yep. And they were really, really good compared to the. Old school stuff because I have oh first, yeah I have a first gen electric bike it right seventy nine pounds the battery <laughs> I see it did it weighed seventy nine pounds yeah it had a lead acid battery mm-hmm. that you dropped the nut taken out of it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, mean, I imagine you could probably replace it with a uh, lithium, uh, lithium power sure yeah make of your course own battery pack or yep. yeah like but I'm just saying what's the point though I mean now that is you, true yeah because it had a five hundred watt motor. Mm-hmm. motor which was pedal assist right so it didn't go until you pushed on the right. pedal mm-hmm. and that kind of and it had a thumb throttle mm-hmm. so that if you push the like you could push on the pedal and then put the thumb throttle all the way down and it would go for like 20 seconds and then the motor would drop out okay until yeah. you pedal again to your yeah. pedal again okay oh so you got a little turbo there for a minute and then it yeah out. momentarily yeah, it's, turbo it's like yep. for a hill or something basically yeah. Yeah, but, but it was. I, mean, I liked it. I mean, I rode the hell out of it until the batteries went, you know, south. Yeah. Yep. But uh, it, it always sucked because it seemed like right your last miles when it died. Oh yeah, of course. And yeah. it was up the hill. Yeah, <laughs> it's a seventy-nine pound. Bike. Yeah, seventy-nine, yeah, yeah, 79 <laughs> pound bike is not the thing you want right. to pedal up and the it's hill. It's basically like riding a moped without. The I was going to say. Right. I saw a friend of mine once. I was fourteen years old. Ran out of gas on his motorbicon. Yeah. And I watched him pedal it all the way to school. I was like. That is the least cool vehicle I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Because yeah. that was it. That was like, you know, back then we didn't have mountain bikes. Yeah. We had 10 speeds, but 
But that was like riding a 10-speed in first gear. Well, and, 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 and most mopeds had, had uh, pedals and sprockets just to meet the legality of it. They, never, right. they were never made to actually ride. Oh, yeah. There was no way that was no. anything I mean, I've broken down on my Vespa Grande before, and it was more efficient to but push But you know what's fucked yeah. up? As a dude that <laughs> when I was 14 put 20,000 miles on a fucking Tomos 2, mm-hmm. when I graduated to my first motorcycle, my feet were all fucked up because I was so used to having my feet on the pedals, like... Like this. Right, yeah. yeah. And so then the first time I got on a motorcycle, I'm like, this feels strange. This is so like, weird. Unless you get like... on a BMW. BMWs are staggered. Yeah, staggered a little due bit. Due to the cylinders, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the BMWs have the built-in stagger-like pedals on a bicycle. I should have yeah. gone that direction. Yeah, so. there you go. Damn. That is, it's <laughs> kind of surprising that you didn't. So, Yeah, yeah and that's a, that's a funny thing. Is like, I have a lot of fun. The My Zero SRF or FXS I'm riding, that thing, uh, when I left my house yesterday morning was at 10 percent and wow. i live in avon lake so that's the small i mean that's 7.6 battery and i was at 10 percent. so according to my dashboard i had like 13 miles of range and it's 16 miles to my shop <laughs> so i didn't go on the freeway obviously i went down lake road i kept it in eco mode and i gent- went gentle on it i hit zero percent at mckinley so I was coming up Rocky River Drive from Route 6, and I hit 0%. And at 0%, it told me I had three miles to go. Because huh? zeros are funny. They go from 2% to 0%. There is no 1%. Yeah. And I did. I, I was like, oh, well, I've got, you know, I've got three miles to go, and I'm clearly I'm less than three miles from my shop, so I'm going to make it with no problem. And I did. I made it with no problem. There was no interruption of power or anything else. And then I decided to go around the block a couple of times just to stretch it. <laughs> and I did get it down to 0 Percent with zero miles remaining, but it was still running. I mean, it still ran, so it was just, you know, there's this false bottom that they build into them mm-hmm. that allows you to do stupid shit like so, that. Do you notice uh, when you're on? The, okay, so you're riding it hard on the freeway. Yeah, and it it goes down pretty rapid. Oh you yeah, have a way yeah. bigger battery than I do though. Yeah. But but anyway, I get off the freeway and like I'm down to like twenty three percent. I get off the freeway at the at the light, it goes up to like. 28 or 29 percent like like as mm. it's being drawn down i know like there's voltage sag well, yeah. Is, yeah. or is that because it's recalculating i mean is it actually Ooh. measuring the percentage of voltage in the battery or is it calculating right you know i balance? think it's no, probably I, calculating but so, they, i think the calculation is on the odometer mm-hmm. not on the because on the battery, it'll recalculate yeah. uh like on your odometer and your mm-hmm. trip, if you have trip two up there it gives you like range left Mm-hmm. And if you're cranking it, it'll start going down really rapidly. Right. But then when you back off, it starts going back up. Okay. Yeah. But oh. the per- so so, I mean, it, so it's estimating based on your riding style. Yeah. Right. Well, and then so then a battery under load is going to have less cranking amps than whenever you back off of it. So once you are no longer putting a draw on the battery, the cranking amps are going to come up and it's going to show slightly higher. Right. But and also reading- also the voltage will come up at a re- at a resting. <clears throat> um, that's true. So right. what is it actually measuring? Is it measuring the voltage or is it measuring the cranking amps? I don't know. What I wouldn't care about that's the why voltage, it voltage as much as I would care about the amp. The voltage is just the voltage. But right. it only does the it on the freeway. making you go. But yeah, right. at the same time, yeah. the, the voltage is, tip, I mean, typically the voltage does go down a certain, you know, a, a predictable amount over how much uh, is left in the battery. Whereas if the battery is getting older, 
then it might not have the same amount of capacity as it did before. So you right. couldn't just count back. Yeah, you could have an old capacity. battery that will sit there at 13 volts. Yeah. But as soon as you put a load on it, it goes. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 That's exactly right. So, that's so, so funny enough, you guys are talking about gas gauges. So I, I got into a, a YouTube. I got, a, <laughs> I got into a YouTube <laughs> like loophole. We're talking about electric bikes. No, but, no, no but you're talking about but like miles range, whatever. But so it, the Buick Riata. There's only two years of it. The 88 and the 87. Had the world's worst dashboard. It did, but it had all this like crazy, like all these things that you could do. But one of the cool things, and I don't, this, this actually, I was like, this is a great idea. So when your gas gauge was going down and it got to a quarter tank, mm -hmm. you could hit, um, um, oh, what do you call it? A magnify. Yep. And so you'd hit magnify and then the whole gauge became oh, the quarter wow. tank. Oh, yeah. So that way. BMW was, motorcycles do that right now. Do they really? So Holy BMW F800 ST. Yeah. When, uh, or an F800 GS or whatever. Yeah. When you get down to a quarter tank, you can hit magnify and it'll look like you have a full tank again. Yeah, but it's just, No, that is fucking dangerous. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you forget you hit that button. Oh, okay. And you look down and you're like, I got plenty of fucking gas. I don't know what you're talking about, reserve. But, but I think yeah. it'd be cool if you yeah. didn't know it. Then you really know, like, how yeah, much of that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I yep. hate when it blinks and it's like somebody screaming at you, feed me. Mm. Feed the me. worst, Steve, feed Steve, me. you'll yeah. know this. The worst in the world was the NC 700. That motherfucker would get to the quarter tank and then it just goes to, it does, it, the yeah. gas gauge is gone and oh. it just tells you like you're three miles in to get gas, motherfucker. Yep. But wow. you don't know and it just blinks. So you have no idea where yeah. you're at with the gas. Oh, I hated that thing. I, mean, I love the thing about like an analog gauge is like there's empty. Yeah. But then how far do we get? Right. Like, you know, oh, I know in my Ford F-150. There's empty oh, and empty, empty. Right. In my I mean, Ford F-150, I know exactly how far I can go. Yeah. In my E-350, I know exactly how far I can go. And in my Tundra, I can just keep going. Right. <laughs> because the Tundra's got a 26-gallon gas tank. It's 100 liters. Oh, jeez. And I have only had to put, like, I've only had to use my spare gas can one time with that truck. And I have run it. A quarter inch past the empty before, yeah. and then get into the gas station and be like, okay, this is the closest to 26 gallons I've ever been. <laughs> and then fill it up and be like, 22 gallons. Shit, I still had three gallons left in there. <laughs> well, I could have gone another 50 how miles. How accurate are most. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, no, no, those tundras are like that. You think you're like on fumes. And when you get to the gas station, there's like four or five gallons yeah. left in it. Yeah, exactly. Because it's already. And, yeah. and with bikes, how accurate are they? Because like my Super T is supposed to be like 5.5 gallons, right? right? The one day I actually ran it out of gas and pushed it into a gas station, it yeah. took six gallons of exactly. gas to fill right. it. Yeah. So, like, well, what are they doing? Oh, I fill these gas, I fill all these bikes up at the shop here. Yeah. And so, when I have them in the garage and I'm getting ready to take them to the gas station, I put exactly a quart of gas in them. So, I put exactly a quart of gas in every bike, shake it around just to move the Cosmoline around a little bit, mm -hmm. and then ride it down to the gas station, right? So, I ride down to the gas station, which is literally six blocks away, right? So I ride down the gas station, and then I put a full tank of gas in it. So I can easily add one quart to whatever I'm putting into it, and then I, I you know, I, I don't brim it, but I fill it to the required amount. And yeah, very many times I can tell my customers that yes, on the talking sheet on the handlebars it says that it has a 2.3 gallon tank. However, 2.7. Or however, when you get to where it says E, you'll only take two gallons. There's still seven tenths of a gallon running around in there. Wow. And that's very common with Vespas especially, is people are like, oh, buddy scooters. Nobody's ever put more than eight-tenths of a gallon in a buddy scooter. <laughs> Yet these things have a 1.4-gallon gas tank or a 1.5-gallon gas tank. Right. Nobody's ever been brave enough 
to have to put more than eight tenths of a gallon in because when you get to E E double E triple E, yeah, still that is still less than do a gallon. Do you think they do that? But by design, like no. they don't ever want somebody going into a gas station and spending some real money on a full gallon. No, of gas. I think it's more like. We don't. We know that pushing your bike would be a terrible experience. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna set the rheostat in there, or the right. you know the the, the float, float. Yeah. so that it's like, oh, you know, it's gonna read empty here, but there's all this extra real estate. I ran a buddy dead out of gas when I was doing the Lake Erie Loop, the Pink Buddy. I ran it fucking totally out of gas, going over the St. Catharines Bridge. I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> I knew I was in trouble when I got on the fucking bridge, and I got to the top of the bridge and it was out of gas. And so I was like, ah, shit. I had a one-gallon gas can under the seat. And that was the only time I've ever seen a buddy scooter take an entire gallon. Because <laughs> I had run it out to fucking E. And stuffed the gallon of gas in it, and off I fucked. It was wonderful. Yeah. Another 100 miles later. Another 100 miles later, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I was like, I think I made it home on that gas. So, so the, monk, the, Honda, the monkey yeah. and the um, Super Cub, yeah. when it gets all the way down and then... The last segment blinks to tell you you're totally out of gas. Well, that last segment is a half a gallon. <laughs> and they go, oh, the one takes. It's 50 miles. It is. Because the monkey gets on, at full throttle, right. the monkey gets 115 to 120 Jeez. miles to a gallon. At if you have wide open <laughs> throttle, 115 <laughs> miles to oh. a gallon. <coughs> that's fantastic. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that is, uh, that's really cool. Hi ho there, Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> Sorry, mean. You, you get a bit of a friggin' me through. More skip, more skip. That's. Oh, I'm gonna take a time out. I, uh, uh, I see. Actually... That's what you get for not drinking the straw. <laughs> yeah, really. You'd have been just <laughs> fine, but no, you had, <laughs> had to go to drink the water. You had to switch Jeez. to water. Uh, straight from the lake, this is yeah. raw water. I rally crossed the Fiat a couple weeks ago, and I, I checked my fuel economy from yeah. running it flat out. You know, maybe and I had a I had a, a co-driver with me, and we were swapping, swapping back and forth. So we drove twice as much as everybody else. Oh, really? Uh, in this poor Fiat, and uh, yeah, a, a ruddy, mudded up field kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, really? Uh, it was a soft track. Right. It was. Wow. It was a uh, dirt. Well, it was grass that turned into dirt pretty quickly. Uh, right. But it it. Uh, at the end of my day, my average fuel economy was 27 miles to the gallon. Wow, you are working that Fiat hard. Yeah. yeah. How that does it hold up on change. the bumps and stuff? Are it you doesn't. Like... It doesn't. You're just smashing <laughs> it. You're just beating yeah, it so off the stops, aren't you? You lost some exhaust tip or something? Like I that. lost an exhaust tip. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Uh, it was poorly welded on there anyways, and it was very rusted. By uh, you? Yes, by <laughs> me. Uh, and uh, also, it, it it wasn't very healthy to begin with. Uh -huh. like, at the, I had replaced my clutch, right. just got that done, and I was like, all right, it's healthy enough to, to rally cross, even it's though it, moving. Was, it's it, was, moving, it yeah. was leaking a ton of transmission oil through one of the CV, uh, or through one of the drive shaft um, seals. Mm -hmm. But I was, I, before, <laughs> like the day before, I topped off the transmission oil, I was like, all right, this will last a day. A <laughs> day. get that Lucas yeah. honey, that Lucas honey yeah. oil yeah. jamming up just enough to not. Yeah, a nice, pack it full of grease. Yeah. Right, a nice 140 weight oil, <laughs> a.k.a. thin grease. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I, uh, I did want to say, I just wanted to call attention to uh, one of our, our spirit animals here at the shop, Grant Imahara, has passed. Yeah. Uh, and that's a, that's a tough thing. Uh, Grant uh, is not just a friend to makers and obviously not just a friend to people who are 
you know, pretty fast and loose with explosives. Uh, Grant's always been one of those guys who's just been willing to uh, try shit and got paid to try shit. And he's uh, uh, just an ace robot builder, an ace. Uh, the guys, if you've ever followed, if you've followed his career from when he was very, very young with the robot wars and all that kind of fun stuff, uh, he's he's always been just a guy who was just a true mechanical genius. And fortunately, he was alive in a time when media and television appreciated that. Mm -hmm. So he got a lot of light shined him on him, but he was also an incredibly nice guy. So I, I don't think there was anything that wasn't legit about Grant Imahara. Uh, he was, in a couple of times that I got to meet him, super nice, super congenial, and would take the time to talk to you about whatever dumb shit you thought was interesting um, and give you, the, give you the time of day. So, uh, you know, that's something. You got to meet him too, right? Yep. Yeah. I met him once. Yeah, he's a very, very cool guy. Now, what did he die of? A brain aneurysm. An aneurysm, mm -hmm. right? Dude, this year, like, you know, all these, a lot of people are dying and stuff, but this year, like, you know, with celebrities and stuff, I take it for a grain. So I'm not happy that anybody ever dies. Of but, course. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, I didn't know right. him, whatever. Right. But two times this year, Grant Amahara and Fred Willard. Both of those yeah, two Fred guys, Willard. they yep. got me. I was, like, yeah. sad about both of those yep. dudes. Man. And Fred Willard, Willard's an Ohio guy, so yeah. it's obviously he has a place in our heart. Grant was one year younger than me, so he's 50 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with suicide or an overdose or something like that. You know, I don't think that's going to happen to me. But right. a, you know, a, a brain, brain aneurysm. Look you at never this know. guy. He looks twice as healthy as right. I am. And he at just, least, yeah. He just like, kicked over from a brain right. aneurysm. Right. That's an in-shape guy who he probably, probably takes care of himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's what's scary. He lives in California, for fuck's sake. Yeah. That's where people are healthy. And that is, it's just, you know... I just, you know, it's one of those things that he's somebody that we really look up to. And uh, as people who like to weld things and build things and come right. up with crazy shit. Well, even was, if you don't, like yeah. all his work, like he worked on all the Star or the prequel yeah. Star yep. Wars ILM stuff. stuff. Yep, yep, ILM. That's where he met he Adam Savage. The, uh, yeah. okay. Certified R2-D2 drivers or yep. something yep. like yep. that? Or? Certified driver, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, this is kind of a fun thing that, you know, he sort of played in that world where we all fantasize, right? Yep, yep. So it's pretty, uh, pretty interesting and thing. I guess the only thing that is kind of consoling a little bit is mm -hmm. that most people that have brain aneurysms just go. Like, there's no pain. Yeah, that's no true. It, is, it does tend to be kind of a bang. But, yeah, yeah. that's... Uh, and it sucks it happened, but if it's going to happen, that you know, I'd rather have that than him, like, catch on fire and, you know, yeah, something. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> or slip into, you know, some sort of uh, alcoholic... You know, yeah. one of those child actor things. Or even COVID you know? or something like right. that. That would have just sucked. At least this yeah. was like, like nothing with the brain aneurysm. I don't think there's much that can stop one of those. Yeah. Looked like you he was know? doing pretty good there. Yeah. yeah. So they, uh, so here's but he was Grant. just working on uh, like an animatronic baby Yoda that looked pretty cool. Oh, it was, it was man. adorable. Oh, yeah, he's been working on that. That's for the cutest past thing on planet months. Earth. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be a sucker for that child baby Yoda thing. Yeah. I totally got me in the feels. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't want it to, but it got me. Yeah, so... Al Mel Brooks has to come up with baby yogurt. Baby yogurt, absolutely. <laughs> yes, baby yogurt with nuts. Yeah, and berries. The, uh... Yeah. That's, uh, so that's... Yeah, that's that. So that was a... That was a, a tough one for me to hear. I really, really kind of yeah. sucked to, to hear about that. That was no fun at all. I the, was shocked when I woke up that morning and saw... Yeah, it's just because he's, he's not... I mean, again, we, we say he's young. He's you know, right. 49 years old. 
But yeah, he is young, and you know, he is kind of the spirit of spirit of that kind of thing. He looks a lot better than I do at forty nine. I can tell you. And me too. I'm forty nine too. This is yeah. You know, that's right. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. That's kind of the age uh, when when people start dying of weird, mysterious shit. So yeah, so be careful. That's Asian genetics, though. You know, Asian people generally try to, you know, they do the sand and fan. You eat right, do a lot of that stuff. Fish, really? Better diet and stuff. Eh, maybe yeah. he didn't. But I was going to say, I don't know. But that was like... Uh, you know, they, like, John, oh, exactly how Asian are you, Grant? Well, uh, <laughs> anyway, I mean, I, he also got an aneurysm, so maybe it doesn't work that well. That's, well, that's also genetics, true. though. Well, yeah. that I think that's was, genetics. Well, that was talking about people who were like Okinawa, for instance. Some of the okay. people who lived the longest... Yep. Are from Okinawa. Easily yeah, they do live their, forever. Yeah, easily into their hundreds. That's where Mr. Miyagi came from. Uh, but they they came up with their diet being, you know, the, the diet of being sand and fan, where it's mostly like vegetables with yeah. some meat, and you only eat till you're eighty percent full and stuff oh, like that. Oh, so interesting. That's, yeah, that's the only reason I made that. Yeah. Well, and their meat's only fish in Okinawa. And you're fish yeah, they don't they don't eat meat that's a really in Okinawa. Good idea, yeah. They eat fish and a couple other things. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah, that the lowest a, yeah. lowest heart attack rate in the world. I'm sure there are some Chinese who would put that. <laughs> like, uh, I smoke cigarettes and drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and eat only noodles. With and that's sodium. and yeah, and that's but the know, American diet. So yeah. this is kind of weird. So like, you get you get to be like you know 25, 30, and like you have to start going to a million weddings. All your friends get weddings, right? Oh yeah. Then you get to be like forty-five to fifty, and then you have to go to all your friends' parents' funerals. Yes, you do because they're all starting yep. to pass away and stuff. Then you get, you know, and then you get to like the 60s and stuff, and that's when all the weird fucking diseases mm-hmm. and people start to. It's all these different stages, you know, yeah. you gotta go through. It's fucking weird. And then you get into your 70s and you're like, oh shit, he's still alive? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. I better call that guy. <laughs> and then you get to the 90 guy yeah. and he's like, I got nobody left. I got nobody I'm lonely left. Lonely as hell. I'm hanging out with young guys. Yeah. I'm hanging well, out with uh, young people because, yeah. Aunt is I'm coming to fill shop. <laughs> talk, talk about that KZ one thousand. That's exactly right. So yep. actually, my grandmother's sister, who is still alive, is ninety eight, and she's taken to wandering at night. Oh yeah, so she's like wandering around the house and wanders out. Sleeps during the day, so she flipped. That's very common. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, now they're like, oh, we got to keep her on lockdown. Ninety eight. Wow. Did, did you hear about? There's a. Um, it's a home for older people, and it's some. I wish I knew what city it was in, but. They designed the whole the thing to look like a 1950s Yeah, it looks like a 1950s town. village. Wow. Yeah, I've so, been like, there. So the yeah. people that like kind of are losing it, they feel yeah. like they're you know right. themselves again. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool actually. Beautiful. They all think they all feel like they're in Mayberry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go there right they're now. They're still whites only <laughs> signs. Oh, that's fucking hilarious! I'll take a seat in the jail, please. <laughs> 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 Literally have a little jail yeah. cell with Otis in it. When somebody's bad, they got to go and sit in there. Yeah, they didn't lock yeah. it. They just yeah, they don't lock <laughs> it's it. Honor no, it's honor system. Totally honor system jail. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, why don't you go? Why don't you go take a time out there for a minute? The uh, yeah, and it's. I mean, it is. It is as we're aging. There is some weird shit that we're going through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not to mention what you wake up to every morning. You're yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? Well, I've been I've been doing a lot more kayaking. You know, trying to get take advantage of the lake and everything else. And kayaking is something that I can do when I get home from work at seven thirty, eight nine o'clock at night, or in the morning. And I paddled from my house all the way up to CEI and back. So it's two and a half miles each way, and that's the longest paddle I've done in a while. And I'm doing it in a really shitty little kayak, a little blow molded kayak. So you're not making good time. It's not easy paddling. And I'm out there, and like these three lesbians always intercept me, and it's these same three women, and they're like they are so they're, they're all their skin is just leather, 
Oh. Their skin, they just look like footballs. They look like <laughs> slightly <laughs> deflated footballs. Arr, there he blows. Yes. And they, <laughs> they, they paddle up. And I don't care where I'm going, but I try to basically pick a, you know, I pick a trajectory and I haul ass. Yeah. Right? And I'm just working. And I'm looking at my stroke count and I'm kind of like keeping my rhythm up. And I'm just going to fucking go, right? And then I see these ladies coming out to intercept me. And they're like, you know, they're like the German wolf pack. <laughs> Do you vote? And they're like, shit. But they smoke like Marlboros. Tom Hanks is making yeah. movies about this right now. Yes. Like, and they have, they have little coolers strapped to their kayaks. Yeah. And they just must go out and float on the water like fucking bobbers. And <laughs> they, just, they just drink whatever they're drinking, like, you know, claw or whatever. And they drink whatever they're drinking, and they smoke cigarettes. And they don't have any SPF on whatsoever. (laughs) And they're just raisins. Leather doesn't need SPF. Oh, my God, man. (laughs) And they're sweet as fucking... They use oil once every month. Just yeah. to keep <laughs> Silicone. Tongue Silicone. oil. Tongue oil. <laughs> little, little armor all. That's armor hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. They are so sweet. But, I mean, it's just like, oh, Phil, we haven't seen you out in a while. You've been busy and everything. I'm like, yeah, I've been busy. And I'm like, yeah. And meanwhile, I'm trying to exercise. Yeah. This is my exercise. This is not give me a cooler and a pack of cigarettes. Right. I'm going to hang out on the water for the next nine hours. You know, I'm not one of the guys out there in a little silver boat drowning worms. Right. Catching, you know, $14 with a walleye. Drowning, drowning worms. Fuck, <laughs> man. I'm out there trying to actually get a workout in. And these God, these, these ladies are fucking fantastic. And, but, yeah, they're, they're just so funny. And I get a kick out of it every time because they're just getting older and older and older. But I can't tell how old they are because they might be 36 right. and they might be 120. I just can't tell. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta cut well, that, them open and count is, the that's rings. That's the thing. Like, so you get an African American woman, and you can't. You're like, she's thirty, and she ends up being seventy five. Well, yeah. But you get these white like sun ladies. Yeah. And like, you're right. You, you can't tell. You don't know. You have no idea. Like, and yeah. you're embarrassed to say. Yeah. Like, there's there's uh, absolutely. 60? Oh. I turned thirty three last week. You're like, oh. Geez, yeah. Christ. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So now that you're retired, <laughs> you, you, you mean I'm retired? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I guess I just got the job at TJI Fridays. You reach- really? I'm the bar. <laughs> you, can, you reach in your back pocket here you can use this more than I can and just hand them your sunscreen like there you go my god they, they would never touch sunscreen are you kidding me yeah the inside of their eyelids the inside of their eyelids are cracked it's <laughs> mental they, turn, they start smoking like, ah, <laughs> no they were smoking the whole time oh, they were right. smoking the whole you're time right, right. just chain smoking yeah. I've never seen them not smoking oh. it's fucking hilarious and it is, but uh, you know, that's a funny thing. Nobody can buy a boat right now. Mm-mm. It's gotten so desperate. I've seen shit go by my house on the water that any one of us, like six trash cans taped together in a Minn Kota trolling motor on it, and that passes for a nautical vehicle at this point. I met my canoe that I bought 20 years ago from Mohican that had the kill drug out of it. And really? I, oh, jeez. You got an old aluminium canoe that came no, from... No, 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 it's an uh, old town. Oh, it's an old town, yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. And I yeah. got by with having one layer. It has the foam, two-layer yeah. composite and everything. Yeah. But now even that has dry, you know. Then I slapped an aluminum patch on top of that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I've got a Mad River... I got a Mad River canoe. It's uh, it's not long. It's 17 foot. and That's but it's long. But it's real unstable. You know, it's a fast canoe. So you got to really have your shit together when you're getting into it. So it's not for amateurs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not a big like rental canoe with the big wide bottom where it's like ass is wider than its waist. Yeah, yeah mine's like, a freighter. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> right. And ours is not. So ours is, you know, the gunnels are real kind of low, and it's a two-person and no gear kind of oh, canoe. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it is not fucking around. But it is a polystyrene canoe. It's not an expensive canoe, uh, but it's also, like, not really for amateurs. And we pull it down every year. We clean the shit out of it, like, make sure everything's good and clean, and we take it out for a run. And we took it out for a run last week, and I was like, this goddamn thing is really an old, like, it's 14 years old now. And normally, a cheap plastic canoe, you're not going to get that kind of lifespan out of it. We keep it in the garage, keep it out of the sun. Mm-hmm. And Merritt and I can make that thing just move. I mean, that that's a really fun canoe to move fast on. But this year when we were launching, and we were, as soon as we hit the water, Merritt was kind of doing doing her left and I was doing my right and then I just transferred over and I was like, oh shit, we're going in fast. And it took everything I had to keep that thing from spinning on us. But it does also the kind of canoe that if it spins on you, it's real easy to drain it. It's not like a battle to drain so, it. Like, are, those big freighters are real hard to drain. Well, my, and we are, are you guys doing Canada. freestyle canoeing? Freestyle canoeing? Yeah, look at these guys. Oh wait, I mean, oh, I yeah. see he's wearing a vest. That's like up a Port O'Shea. He's wearing a waistcoat. Oh yeah, and they do freestyle. like little, and like they do turns with their paddles and they stand. Oh up yeah, and yeah, dance. yeah, yeah. I've seen this before. Oh, yeah, I've seen yeah. This, this is yeah. canoe dancing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah canoe dancing. We had three yeah. guys in the canoe. One guy just sitting on the bottom with everything piled on top of him. Oh yeah, like a mountain of stuff. Each guy had three cases of beer, a cooler for three guys. <laughs> for three guys, yeah. You know, right. The guitar, all the camping equipment. Oh yeah. Everything. Like three of us in one canoe. We'd leave at like midnight yeah. to set off across a, an eight mile lake in Canada. Like <laughs> Drunk as fuck and you know Oh shit. There was this much it's like this is, don't move, don't move, don't move. You're like you're like uh, 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 the whole time uh, uh, the guy in the back's going the wrong way. So just, just, rolling. Going just, 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 just keep rolling. Just, just, just keep the velocity up. Speed so yeah. we can, you know, That'll like, totally keep you upright. Yeah. yeah. It's really uh, a customer called today and said, okay, so I need to know like what size Vespa can I fit on the back of my boat? And I was like, you've got that question backwards. Yeah. You start with the size of the Vespa, and then you figure out what size boat goes around it. Because <laughs> if you find out the hard way that you don't have enough boat for your Vespa, you have grossly undercalculated the size of your boat. Yes. Because if your Vespa can fuck your boat over, you don't have nearly enough boat. Like, right, your boat can only handle a Vespa chow. <laughs> what do you <laughs> Run it out onto the swim platform or something? <clears throat> we have a couple of customers that have really big boats, and one of them, they, a couple of them have Davids on them that we actually will help them sling the boat, the scooters onto the boat, onto the back deck. And then one of the guys has a decent-sized boat, maybe 40 feet, with a, split, with a really nice big wooden swim platform that basically is a pickup truck bed on the back of the boat. And he uses it like a pickup truck bed. So huh. like when he goes and buys weird shit or when he puts his Vespas on, and he can tie two Vespas on the back of his swim platform. Okay. And it works. Yeah, it works fine. And it's nice because when he pulls up to the dock, the Vespas are the perfect, the swim platform is mm. the perfect height to get the bikes off onto the dock. So it makes it pretty damn skippy to load the bikes. I said, you need wheel chocks. Because that's why I would do it. I'd have two wheel chocks back there and just plunk and just never miss. You know, because they obviously... Everything works great until you've had a few beers. Yeah. And then you're doing the deep six with your Vespa Primavera. You got six grand underwater and it's making bubbles. At least yeah. tie a rope to it when you go to load it. Yes. You know? Exactly. Right. I might need to get this back someday. A dive team. Oh, yeah. that thing's not going anywhere. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. It's great. You know, I only use one strap. That's all you ever need is one strap. 
Mill motherfuckers come in here all the time, six straps on the bike, and it's still upside down. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how you got it upside down. Like, you got six straps. Laying on its side would be obvious, but how the fuck did you get an inversion? You know, it's just, the bike is just in the back of the U-Haul truck, just sliding around. You ever see the guy that's like, three-wheelers, four-wheelers, I'll just put it in gear, it's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just put, yeah, the clutch will hold it. Put yeah. the sure. kickstand down. Yeah, put the kickstand down. That's the other one. <laughs> the guys left here the other day with a bike that they'd pulled up out of the service department. They put it in the back of the truck, big Dodge monster truck thing. You know, decent-sized truck. Hmm. They'd taken forever to load this thing in the back of the truck. Like, four guys, two ramps, way too tall of a truck. Yeah. You can rent a U-Haul over here for $26 right? that you can roll the bike into under its own power mm-hmm. and then tie it down. It's got a V in the front of it. Tie it down. You're done. 26 bucks, right? Oh, that kid that came about the shadow with his fucking, I mean, the bumper was. Yes, the bumper was five feet. Chest yes, height, at yeah. least. Yeah. Oh, and I did the God. double ramp trick, though. Yeah, the double ramp trick does work. Got it in there. Yeah. The double ramp trick What's is the double ramp? so happy to see that bike leave. Main, you take one ramp and put it up like you would, but it's way too steep. Right. And then you took the other ramp and put it halfway up the first oh. ramp. Oh, so you need to get some momentum going. Well, yeah, you don't do it under power. Yeah. But, you you know, kind of creep it up there. And, yeah, I'm a big fan. Well, there was having... no doing the shadow under power. No, no way. <laughs> there was no power. No, that was literally, that was just a brick that rolled. Like, please don't bottom out when it gets to the top. Oh. This yeah. guy, I don't know who tied it in or what the tie-down strap situation was or if it was bungee cords or what, but, you know, our, our driveway's not exactly not steep. It's got mm. a little belly in it. And they made it out, and the front wheels made it down great because those are A-arm suspension, but the back's a live axle. And so when he tried to take the turn out of the driveway and the live axle just did its dip, the bike went slam, slam. So it did the left slam, right slam. So it slammed lightly on the left and then just... High side, low side? High side, low side. It was like low side, high side. It was very gently on a fall to the left, but then with all the force of God, it was catapulted (laughs) into the fucking right side of his bed. It dented the bed, the top of the bed, the edge of the bed, right against the gas tank. So the gas tank was creased, and the bed was totally fucking double. What kind of bike was this? Uh, This was in a older uh, older Suzuki Katana. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So it's oh, the dollar value damage to the truck was higher than the value of the bike. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, not even by a small margin. It was crazy. Was the bike damaged much? Yeah. Gas tank creased. Yeah. So what, out of all the years that you've seen people come and pick up their bikes, what was the one time that you were just like, what the fuck is this? We had a gentleman pick it up, a bike, and you remember uh, the Reverend R.A. Vernon from the Word Church? Oh, yeah, yeah. So he had brought the bikes that we'd sold him in for, not him, but one of his men. One of his men had brought, you know, the bikes in for service. They brought the bikes in for service. Got everything done. All the work was done. And this guy jumped on a Kimco People 250, like, you know, or 200, you know, decent sized big wheel scooter. And the guy was riding around the parking lot and they had brought like a pretty good size, like Ford F-350 utility truck uh, to pick the bikes up in. And the tailgate was down on the utility truck and the guy rode into the tailgate (laughs) like he didn't see it. (laughs) Like the tailgate was down. On the back of the truck. Right. Oh, this is a work body truck. So it's like, you know, and with a lift gate or whatever. And so the lift gate was not deployed, but the tail, the deck of the truck was probably four feet, right. three and a half, four feet. And it extended off the back of the truck. Just like, it wasn't like painted with invisibility paint. Like the Wiley Coyote didn't paint a tunnel over right, it. Right, right, right. It was a legit thing you could see. <laughs> and I watched this guy ride in circles and then ride and it necked him. 
and it just <laughs> necked him right there. Oh, no. And it was, the truck didn't move an inch. You'd think that the truck would have at least given an inch to make him feel better. Yeah, right. Jeez. But it didn't. The truck was just holding the earth in one place, <laughs> and his neck hit the edge of that thing, and I thought his head was going to come off. Oh, jeez. But he didn't. It just, it stopped his head, and the rest of his body gave up, gave a pretty good fight. <laughs> and it went horizontal under the truck. So his neck stopped at the truck. His head was sort of where, you know, it would be. And what's the scooter doing at this point? It just kept going. Go. So it cleaned the mirrors off the scooter perfectly, like surgically removed both mirrors. It must have caught him just above the knuckles because he didn't hurt his hands. Oh, okay. But it peeled him off the back of the bike. Oh, yeah. And he broke the top case on the back. There, oh, there was yeah, a top yeah. case on it. Because he went, he went through it. Yeah. <laughs> like... You talk about 10 kilogram load or five kilogram load or one dude. And it just went straight through. And the bike, the bike stayed upright and straight for a remarkably good wow. distance. Yeah, it's crazy how well they do without yeah. a rider. Yeah. yeah, without a rider on it. He was probably going but, maybe 15 when he hit the truck. Back in the squid days, you know, we'd, we'd do these ride outs with yeah. 200 guys doing wheelies and stuff, right? And, and every ride, somebody would fuck up doing a stand up yeah. or yeah. a tank wheelie or something. Walk off. And they're off, and like you know, they're flopping. Yep. And a lot of times, because you know, the stunt guys always had the the throttles Sticky throttle. Where, yeah. yeah, the bike would just take off. We'd yeah. be on two seventy one, and the bike's doing ninety, and we're yep. like yeah. trying to catch up. You got to go and get the bike. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, it just went off into yep. the grass and turned into a tumble bike. Yep. But yeah. but yeah. it's crazy how good they ride without riders. Yeah. It's <laughs> remarkable. In fact, you're kind of like. Wow, I'm kind of the worst thing for this bike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If we could stay off the bikes, they'd probably do a lot better without us. Yeah, it's yeah. Nice. It is a bad. It's it could be a bad scene. What's the least appropriate vehicle somebody has ever used to pick up a bike? Anything I own. I mean, I've done K trucks. I've put, I've put two, not one, but two Vespas in the back of a Honda Wago van. Oh my god! Right. Well, and you have to know what a Honda Wago van yeah. is. But it's a pregnant Civic. And I had a, I preg a Honda Wago van, and I learned that you could put the, in the left side, you could put a Vespa small frame, and you'd take the back seat out. You didn't fold the back seat down. You literally took the back seat out. And then the, put the passenger seat as far forward as you can, put the front wheel of the Vespa down in the hole, the well where your passenger's feet go, and then you put the large frame in, and the large frame goes in, and this is the one you got to cheat because this is the seat you got to sit. So you kind of got to scooch the lean the Vespa over a little bit, mm -hmm. but yeah, I had two I had two Vespas, a large frame and a small frame, in the back of a Honda Wago van. There was that guy on vintage uh, vintage bikes or whatever on Facebook. Yeah, it's some dude in England, and he has like this classic 1967 70s, like I don't know whatever their class. It's like it looks like a sporty, it almost looks like a Corvette, but it's some okay. European car. I, I wish right. I could remember what it was. But he was driving home, and this is like his restored car. Like this mm -hmm. is like a thing that he spent hours making perfect. Yeah. And he passed by and saw like a, a Suzuki SP250 or yeah. one from yeah. and was like, I can't leave that sitting there. So he grabbed it and he grabbed a blanket and he put oh, it on the back yeah. and then yeah. strapped the whole thing to the back of this Corvette looking yep. car and drove it home. Mm. I've had the, the Vespa Rally in the back of the Fiat 500, but yeah. that doesn't count because it was all it taken apart. It was in apart. pieces, yeah, right? Yeah, it was taken yeah, apart. Taken apart. Yeah. Well, I can say I've been out in the Corvette, and there, I've been wanting to go curb picking, and I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, I really can't yeah. do that. I'm like, can I throw it on the back? Nah, I uh, There used to be some guys that would show up at scooter rallies all the time with like a bike in the back of a Volvo or whatever, and I was like, ah, oh, we laugh at them a little bit. And the one year at Bandcamp, I had taken down this Yamaha RD400 that I was selling one of the guys, and this was one of these Buffalo guys that always showed up with a 
scooter in the back of a Volvo or something. Mm -hmm. And the guy was like, yeah, he had the, gave me the money for the RD. Life's good. He riding the RD around all weekend. Life's good. I was like, well, you're going to ride that back to Buffalo because, you know, Pittsburgh to Buffalo, that's not terrible. Right. And he's like, no, I'm really tired. I'm going to stick it in the back of the car. I was like, this isn't a Vespa, dude. Like, and he did. He figured it out. He had the, <laughs> the Yamaha RD stuffed in the back of a Volvo sedan. If you can get like, about 60% yeah. of the bike in there, you're yeah, fine. Yeah, you're fine. That's true. The most the, uh, this way here is my favorite. <laughs> that right there. I've that's the sign of a true fire, professional. Fire up that uh, yeah, that bike, and you've added doubled the horsepower. You've doubled the horsepower of that vehicle. You could turn the car off and just use the motor on the VMAX. Well, that's the thing is I don't own a, a, a car with a trailer hitch, so right. I've definitely considered doing that yeah. in the past. Yeah, I mean, there's there are a lot. I've seen a whole lot. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. There is a there is a is that scene. A CRX. Yeah, that's a CR. That's a CRX. <laughs> I like a yeah. This that is another one where the motorcycle on top is more powerful than the car mm. underneath it. Well, maybe. <laughs> you can have a B eighteen C. I can tell you from experience that a, a, a Yamaha motor. XS four hundred fits in the back of a nineteen sixty nine Dodge Polaris station wagon. Really? No problem. Holy shit, man! Oh, well, a Polaris. Outside. Yeah, yeah. That's uh. Anytime you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I like the cutout, right? Yeah, yeah that's wow. pretty rad. Yeah, there that's commitment go. right there. That guy gets credit. Yeah. He he was like, I could buy a pickup truck, or I have a Sawzall. And a Honda Civic. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Yep, yep. Just take the deck lid off, take the back window out, cut most of the roof out, you'll be in good shape. Yeah, there's nothing You know, if you bought a big enough, like, I'm thinking like a Cadillac Brome or something, and yeah. did that same thing. You could put like a K truck right in the back of it. Or something. Oh yeah, get some yeah. go pick up some of the vehicles. Oh yeah. As as the more and more we start talking about this uh, eighty nine grand caravan car trip we're talking about doing, there are a lot of there's a lot of interesting vehicles that I'm looking at are being like, oh, this is the perfect bad vehicle to drive across America. In. Yeah. You got and, me addicted to that too. That's what I do. Oh I yeah. Uh, now I, I have a I have it saved in my Facebook Marketplace looking in. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, me right. too. yeah. It's it's crazy. You're yeah. like. I've never even thought for a second that I wanted to own a Dodge Grand Caravan, but apparently I do. Well, and check this out. So, I, I unbelievably, I was talking to my wife, and I was like, you know, hey, Phil's got this thing he wants to do in right. a year or something. And it's a terrible and idea. It's like a week, and like, you know, we get this shitty car. She goes, that actually sounds fun. Can I come? Yes, I was exactly. Like, well, yeah, but I was like, I was taken back a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, this yes, might you actually can happen, come. and you're yeah. not even mad at me. Like, this is. And crazy. it is the kind of thing that it would probably be a really fun trip. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The idea behind something like that is it would probably actually be a load of fun. And I found I found a almost perfect Dom DeLuise looking. I uh, saw that ambulance. Yeah, dude. Oh shit, that ambulance is looking very prime. It was good, yeah. man. I've been looking at uh, Porsche nine four fours at Alfa oh Romeo, yeah Alfettas at uh, all sorts of stuff that would absolutely not make it. Right, the entire things day. that are guaranteed stuff, to not make stuff the trip. that probably wouldn't even start. Trip, so but. it looks like when you start looking at vehicles down there in the southwest right. and everything, yeah. head gasket issues. Yeah. How many yeah. have you seen that no. say, yeah. oh, blown head gasket, yep. blown yeah. head yeah. gasket? Does not run. Yeah, because it ain't the rust that kills them. Mm -hmm. So it's guess what? When you take away the rust, and rust is no longer a factor of what kills the vehicle, link. the next week of weakest link is the head gasket. Mm. Yep. And that's the funny thing where you're like, okay, well, what car can I buy that's a fairly easy head gasket job? Right. Speaking yep. of your wife and head gaskets, I hey. got to meet Mrs. Cinch. She did, yeah. At Mini Ohio that we uh, we did. Oh yeah. Escape yep. to yeah. that's the, cool. The farm in Chardon. 
Yeah. So apparently, doing wheelies on a four wheeler with your daughter on the thing, both Allegedly. wearing helmets. Alle- well, no, I, I guess I might have done it in front of the wife. It's not a <laughs> thing that you're supposed to do. But nobody told me about this beforehand. I just assumed it was okay. <laughs> but I told you during it, and you continue to do it anyway. But that's a different story. Yeah. Then you started doing jumps. <laughs> oh, the jumps! But Dude, did you hear her? She was loving. But I did hear. She was loving. I, I did hear, and I quote all B, the way to the hospital. He said. Daddy, I love riding the four-wheeler, and I love you for taking me for a ride on the four-wheeler. This is the best day of my life. Oh, really? She did wow. say that. Ah, that's so cool. And then uh, I, 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 was just, I was just touching the gas and letting her steer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I know how to ride four-wheelers now. I'm basically a professional. So, <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I'm basically so, a professional. We've all been with Sension. We know how he likes to take it real nice and slow and yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, here, so here's Steve, and his wife is shitting a brick. I'm trying to, like, talk her down. I'm like, right. it's okay, it's okay. I'm like, for Christ's sake, Steve, could you just not be, like, fucking, blah, 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 like, you know, going across the driveway, catching air, Wee! Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, Dude, yeah, Dude, the yeah. kid was loving it, man. Yeah. Well, and yeah. she was, too. Yeah. And we weren't, it was safe. It wasn't, like, you know, like, it was mostly safe. I did get to. Uh, it was mostly I did get to ride the quad, and I I can say with wholeheartedly, Phil, good... if, if you're planning on making a play for that thing, yeah, it's it's tight, it's solid, good. it feels like a brand new. Yeah, I'm not joking. I I definitely decided that this year is the year. I looked really hard last year to try to find a quad I could put a plow on. It's not four wheel drive though, is it? No, it's two. Is it two? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's but it's weird. a nice 250. I mean, yeah. it shifts great. It I mean, has. They make they make a plow for. Oh, sure they do. Yeah. And uh, but you know what I did notice though is my hip is sore. Yeah. Because I beat mm. the shit out of myself on that thing. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> guess what? Yeah. I think the, the uh, funnest part though was going down. You know, he has that back field back there, and nobody's been back there in a long time. So the weeds were like six foot tall. Oh like, really? All right, let's just start going. You start riding through, and there's just the weeds are just. Well, but wait, but so I was on my bike, and I could push the grass down, right? right yeah. John was on the eighty. The, oh, the eighty, can't the push four the grass wheel. Down. Yeah. So he comes back, and it looks like he got. It, he was in a razor fight with the Jets, oh. dude. Like it was oh, <laughs> yeah. just cut to ribbons. Well, I cut some, yeah. 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 Oh, we had man. fun. That was a good time. There was a little bit of fireworks. Yeah. A lot of dirt bikes, jumping, mad wives, happy wives. Mad wives. Happy wives. It was a good time. Yeah, you know, that's little guitar it playing. Yeah, nice. I think oh, yeah, that's a great guitar time. playing. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's exactly how it should be. The uh, but at any rate, it was just nice to sort of get a little smidgen feel. Yeah. A little feel of motorcycle shenanigans. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a it's a big thing right now because I've really started relishing this kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, this is this for me is a big big deal getting together and doing this bullshit. The uh, it's it is that kind of a thing. We're like, man. Well, well by this, this time, you would have already fix. been to like six or seven scooter rallies. Oh shit! Yeah, my schedule right now would have been sixth event, right? Sixth or seventh event, easily. So yeah. So, what the, the hell was, was that? that? <laughs> Jesus Christmas! That's a wave that runner. A... I was like, you're right. Rrr, rrr. Hell, man. Something was trying to start. You were skipping across the lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Anybody got anything else? Wake Steve up so he can go home. Any. Uh, um, any... <laughs> Listener mail? No, you know what? Uh, I did get a message from, uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve, help me with this one. What's Rand? his name? Rand? No, Dave or? Rand! Oh, uh, Rand. Rand, 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 Rand. So he's uh, alive. He's Durant, alive. Durant, he's alive. Durant. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Durant, Durant. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> Wait, can we take bets if he's still married? Well, oh. uh, this message came in Sunday at 0150. Oh. Mm. 
as, oh my God. Still here, miss you guys. Hey, I got a question. Can we talk about points? Points. What's your position on centrifugal advance modification? Let's talk the physics of timing advance. All the listeners will love it. I'm just fucking with you. I learned a lot. I learned a lot from your points discussion. And honestly, that was a pretty fucking good setup. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> uh, I learned a lot from the points discussion. Not really. Uh, everything I needed to know about <laughs> points, Mrs. Mr. Frost taught me in 10th grade auto shop. For real, points are great. If anyone takes the time to learn how they work, they actually make great sense. Same with carbs. On that note, I got a new bike. A 2020 Kawasaki Z900RS. So something that neither has points, points or carburetors. carburetors. Well done. I wanted a UJM without a carb. I tried really hard to buy a Honda CB1100, but that failed. Anyway, I hope you all are doing well. Phil, hey, I'm really sorry to hear about your mom. My thoughts are with you. Uh, mom's pecan pie, mom magic, much love. That was Rand. So thanks, Rand. That was very cool. Good to hear from you. I'm glad and, you're still around. And a Z900RS is a bad motherfucker, man. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it's not a big bike. Isn't, <laughs> isn't he like gargantuan, man? Like He's very dude. big. He's a very tall yeah. dude. Yeah, he's a very tall dude. Night, mean, night engineering, dude. Lowering foot pegs. Mm, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, a there you go. Yeah. Yep. I wouldn't call him a lurch, but... Yeah. No, but the Z900RS, I think, is a beautiful bike. Yeah, I think aesthetically, bike. it's just a gorgeous machine. Yeah. And it's one of those It looks good that... from the side. I, I was a little bit... When I saw yes. it up in person, I was yeah. like, the tank wasn't all that I wanted yep. it to be. It was a little wider and a little more rounder when you are, like, standing over it, but... Still, the side view is beautiful. The CB1100, the new one, um, or the 2013, I guess, that <laughs> probably is the one that I felt had it. Like, boom, moment in time, nailed the concept, was better than the original 1983 issue. Uh, I thought the CB1100 was a really, really, really nice bike. And then they fucked it up. On. Yeah, and then they fucked it up. And I thought they had it right for one year, and then they lost it. And then this, the Z900RS, I think that's a really, really nice bike. But yes, there are certain things about it that are just like, yeah. Did, did, did Rand mention what color the Z900RS is? Ooh, I don't or, know. Because there's only one right color. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's only the, the, the cafe version, right? The green oh, one? That's nice. Is that the yeah, green it's one? The, it's there's some new prototypes. There's some right. prototypes of the Hondas. Oh, like the black a, and of a Honda and Light's green another and one that's yeah, yeah. come out. There's a, like a silver and blue one that looks really cool and a, and a gold and black one. That was I know awesome. it sounds weird, but Corona might inspire a blast to the motorcycle economy because right now people are fixing old motorcycles. Mm. Right now people are working on old shit, getting it out of the garage so they can ride it. Because, like we said earlier, you go to the dealership, there's nothing there. Right. Uh, I have seen quite a few old bikes out on the road. And yeah. I, maybe it's just because I'm paying attention more. but I, I uh, rode the Versys the other week, and I had a customer try to trade in a Versys 300. And so customers tried to trade in a Versys 300. I rode it as well. And that is one of those situations where you're like, it's funny because you can ride something like the Benelli 300, the 302S, and you're like, Ah, this is a really fun bike. It's you know, it's interesting. It's small. It's very much like the CB three hundred, you know, CBR three hundred F. You're like, oh, this is very, very cool. And then, but you ride the Versys, and you literally, your brain's fucked up because you. I've ridden so many Versys. I think a Versys is a perfect motorcycle. Mm -hmm. I have zero complaint with the Versys as a whole. It's brilliant. It's one of the few motorcycles I can really say that about. But then you get in the Versys three hundred, and you're just like. Oh shit! Somebody shrank a versus. Mm. 
like it's a bad thing. It's not necessarily a good mm, thing. Right. And you're just like, oh, it's a versus with half as much power. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. Mm. And the problem is, it's like it'd be great if nobody ever knew what a versus was. Right. Like people who've ridden a, a KLX 250, but have never ridden a KLR 650. Mm-hmm. Right. Some so things just don't yeah. scale well. They don't scale well, and that was exactly what well, I felt about the Versus 300. And I think that bike, though, is generally made, though, for guys that like to do quite a bit of off-road and things like that, so mm-hmm. they wanted to keep it really light, yep. so they don't need all that power on the dirt, yep. and, and basically you're just slabbing it to get to where you want to go. And yeah, it. and the Versus, though, is definitely a street bike. I yeah, mean, there's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing dirty about a Versus 300. Mm-hmm. A Versus 300 is not a dirt bike. No. It is a street bike that has an upright riding position. Mm, yeah. um, if anything, I would say it's less of a dirty bike than the Versus 650 is. Right. But guys uh, are doing it, you know, because yeah. it's got a 20... Doesn't it have a 21-inch front wheel, though? The 300? Yeah. No, I think it's 17, 17. I, I sure? could be wrong. I'll pull it up. I do want to pull it up. 19-inch front wheel? It might be like that. I have, yeah. 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 I'll give you I'll give you that. The uh, It's got the Ninja motor in it. Though, the 300, right? yeah. The 300, yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't think that would be so good for off-road, though. It's just... When I rode it, it just had the feeling to me that it needed a little more junk in the trunk. It just yeah. needed a little more a little more push. Um, it looks aggressive, though. It does look super, and especially when you look at this one. When you look at this one, yeah. you're like, well, shit, Jesus Christ. But this is just like that CSC, you know, the California Scooter Company bikes, mm-hmm. where it's like you take a little bike and you add a bunch of plastic luggage to it, right? and it gives you the impression it's like a peacock opening up its feathers. It's just... It's not necessarily a big bird, but it's a lot of feathers. It's like, oh, it's and an that, adventure bike. And those yep. boxes are terrible. They're exactly like what I keep my taxes in underneath <laughs> my desk. Same plastic. They're not, yeah, it's not heavy duty. No. Nothing on that bike is real heavy duty. No. Um, it is a light it is a light machine. There's no I don't doubt know about why it. why that made me think of this, but has anybody ever mounted filing cabinets to a motorcycle? No, but I mean, a lot of people have gotten away with uh, the. Yeah, those adventure bikes look like it. <laughs> lot, I've seen people with literal suitcases bolted to the really? sides of their bikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're. Uh, that I've seen all kinds of weird different. Do you know, uh, do you know if Rally Raid? So like Rally Raid makes a really ridiculously awesome kit for the uh, Honda 500X. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and it make it's like suspension, uh, spoked rims, wheels. Um, Exhaust, I mean everything, and it makes it into an actual really nice sub five hundred pound or right around five hundred pound adventure bike. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Rally Raid makes something for this thing. Oh, okay. I don't know if they do or not. But I'm going to show you guys something. This is a little a little tip from your uncle Phil. These are cheap as hell. Oh yeah. They don't. You can't get these any cheaper. Um, they're called Meramites, and a Meramite is all insulation. So my buddy has a couple of those. It's an inch thick. On all sides, this will keep. There's these little aluminum sleeves that go inside of it, and this thing's big. I mean, this is like one guy carries this. You don't carry two of these. You carry one of these, hmm. and you fill each one of these containers up with a various different hot food product, and it stays hot for a very fucking long time. And like this will keep. Usually, they'll send one of these sleeves will be out full of uh, eggs. One will be full of bacon, and the other will be full of coffee. And you send the bacon, the eggs, and the coffee out, and you've got, you know, 16 very happy guys. Hmm. And these Meramite containers are about the coolest thing you can bolt to the side of your motorcycle. They look way cooler than those big ammo cans that you can get. Yep, yep. Because uh, yeah. I had a couple of those, and I, I never mounted them to my SP250 because they were too pointy. They're very pointy, yeah. extremely pointy. 
These Marmite containers, you put ice in there, and the ice will stay ice for like five hours. Wow. Six hours, no problem. You put a bunch of cold beer in there, they'll stay cold for an extremely long time. So, yeah, these Marmites, if you can get your hand on these things and you want to you wanna make your adventure bike truly tote some food and do it in class and style, this is the way to do it. And you can rhino line them and they'd be fucking dope. You'd have them forever. I think they just look great the way they are. They're made of aluminum. Um, yeah, they don't rust. rust away. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. they're really, really good. And if you get a chance to buy these things, uh, don't pay 100 bucks a piece for them. Look around. I mean, even at 100 bucks a piece, they're still cheap. My buddy used yeah. the story that he pulled the, the motor out of his VW bus and set it up on top of that thing yeah. to rebuild it yeah. on the side of the road. Not even <laughs> questioning that. These are harder. I mean, they're hard as fuck. Uh, they're just a very cool thing. I've toted these all over the world, and they do exactly what they say. And it's not like, oh, we're using an ammo can and using it for another purpose. You'll use this for the purpose God intended. You're going to keep really, really cold food in one and really, really hot food in the other. And they work fucking great. Or beer in both of them. Or beer in both of them, exactly. You put 26 beers in there and one layer of ice, and I think you got 26 extremely cold beers. Yeah, very look, good stuff. Look at Honda CBF concept. I mean, Honda? S- Honda CBF. That would probably do it. CBF? Concept. Oh, okay. Oh, is this the 500? No. Oh. Okay. All right. More intrigued. Getting okay. All right. Yeah. Four into one pipe. Okay. So it's got a lot of the got a lot of the touch points we like. So that's I th- what looks a lot like of Honda's, air under that tail. Honda's going for instead of the CB eleven hundred. Yep. Like, yeah. This yeah. will be their new. It's a. Oh, look at the swing arm. The swing arm. It's a single sided swing arm. Yeah, that looks like stole it off an NT six fifty Hawk. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like a Hawk swing arm right there. Dude, that's, that's a good-looking bike, man. Yeah. What kind of engine is that? Because I saw in line eleven hundred over there. That looks of it in the top left or nine hundred. I'm sorry. V four super. Wait. So that would be that's supposed to be coming out as the competition or yeah. the, the oh. answer to Kawasaki's. I get it. It's pretty. Yeah. It's real pretty. It's especially striking in that silver color. That looks really nice. Yeah, with the blue. So accent. that looks good. I almost wish it was like brushed aluminum tank. Yeah. Yeah, brushed, that would be, be cool. cool because realistically, when you look at the original item, you know. So, you know, that's the way it looked in its original clothing, you know, back what, in the what day. What year is that, that bike? 83, right? 83, right. Yeah. 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 So. Why are the headlights always pointing slightly up? Okay. So that is an excellent point. I have noticed that in a lot of pictures. Like that headlight yeah. right there would not be illuminating shit. Right. I don't know why that is. I think it might be for the pictures taken from the front. Yeah. Oh. Well, because the that, bike's wiring, the insulation has hardened up over time, uh, and all the wiring that's inside that headlight is kind of shrunk. Uh, so where it used to be able to point easily down at the road, now it's kind of been like... Uh, uh, to your point, yeah. it, it's on the center stand, and the rear wheel is an inch and a half off the ground. Yeah, well, look so at this bike. It's, flat, there's, it's there's even no, going to be... No, there's no load on the fork. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But, but if the... If, the back ends up. Yeah. Once the back end goes down, the light goes even even higher. further. I that agree. That was my point. Yeah. That was my point. Because right. yeah, that's you're They're right. Only meant for lighting up things when you're hitting the brakes. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I, I was see a, a lot of pictures like that. I oh yeah. For a foggy line. night when planes don't know where to land. They just don't know where to go. Yep. That's it. I when I was a little kid, I noticed when I had a, my first uh, subscription to Cycle World magazine, I noticed that a lot of pictures of the V twin motorcycles. Um, in the photographic representation, the front-leaning cylinders had sort of a red cast to them, and the rear-leaning cylinders had sort of a green cast to them. 
and I had no idea what caused it. And they told me it was a just you know an artifact of the print process. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I went through hundreds of magazines, and I was like, see, red in the front, green in the back, red in the front, green in the back, and whatever. And I I brought out all these examples, and a friend of mine that worked in the industry was like, yeah, that's just that happened. Were these color photos? Yeah. Yeah, they were color photos. It was just a little tint. Of it was just a little bit of a tint to it, and it was just something that appeared in the in the print process mm -hmm. because, of course, the cameras taking the picture, three to five millimeter cameras, taking it in infinite millions of colors. But when you print it, you're not printing in millions right. of colors. You only have 16 colors. You have 16 colors to work with, right? Yeah, so that's well, exactly it. Most printing, you're only using four colors. Right, yeah. RGB. CMYK. Yep. CMYK, yep, thank you. In fact, part of my job back in the day when I used to work at Jack Prince many years ago, I was the head sales manager, and I had to deal with all these assholes. You deal with all the head. Like, we would tell them up front, like, you know, like, when you have uh, blue and red, when you mix those together, they right. make purple. Right. But here's the flaw. So when you're on your computer and you're designing something, the blue on your computer will look like the most gorgeous. It'll look like that zero behind you. Yeah. But then you go to print it. It's going to look like crap. it doesn't represent it at all. Right, because you don't purple. have illumination behind it. Right. And all this. Well, no, it's like beyond that. that. It's, 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 it's a flaw with Photoshop, but somehow they explain that it's not. But anyways, it looks literally like it's, it's bright purple. <laughs> it's a flaw with Photoshop, but somehow they explained how it's not. Yeah. The, uh, what the hell? Uh, this oh. is the uh, yeah the Gunbus 410 aircraft yeah. engine uh, or a piece of a radial. I think it might be a piece of a radial. Yeah, it certainly oh. looks like a piece of a radial motor. It looks it's... like two pieces of a very very big eight cylinder yeah. radial motor. Or yeah, in which cases. Well, That's it. And, yeah. and, and, and in October, that'll be for sale after they take that to Sturgis and the guy <laughs> dies from COVID. <laughs> Which, by the way, Sturgis yeah. is still 100% yeah, on. Yeah. The city and town <sighs> has said, we're doing it. We're going for it. <laughs> we're doing it. We're bringing it in. Oh, man. And then, so they had an article recently um, yeah. I was reading. And they said Sturgis is already known for spreading STDs farther than oh anybody else could God. know. So the chance of them not spreading COVID is almost impossible. <laughs> I mean, first there of all, the average age right. of the average Sturgis attendee is like 59. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Harley Davidson might lose all their clientele yeah. in one in fucking one event. Year. Oh, <laughs> my God. COVID's the boomer remover. Uh, boomer remover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that was funny. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, man. That, I mean, that's a little... I mean, it's awful, but it is one of those things that's like, come on, man. I can't feel sorry for somebody. No. Who, yeah. No. Going, to, going to that event is just like, you're just trying to be a dick. Like, there, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Hey, I think searches could happen if everybody wore masks and tried to be at least somewhat reasonable. Yeah. Maybe only some people would get sick. But if you're just going to totally try to go get sick, then yeah. fucking go yeah, get sick. Yeah, go get sick, dude. Well, they're not not—they're having no mask mandates. There's nothing. Nothing. It's yeah. just right. fucking, it's just yeah. on. It's, oh, and you would probably yeah. get, you'll get your ass kicked if you try to wear a mask. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's going to be an ultra. I don't think you'd get your ass kicked. I think you'd get. You'll be shunned. You'll be like, oh, look at that pussy. Yeah. Like, I nice think mask. Women will get away with it. Sheep. Dudes will not get away with it. You'll probably walk around people just like, meh, meh. To, to everywhere you go, but you know I'm what? I'm pretty Fuck sure em. somebody's going to say gonna... something to you. Yeah. Because yeah. I will tell you about Sturgis's. Sturgis is a lot of posturing and very little so, punching. Yeah. yeah. You know, most of these guys are not going to want to fuck up their manicure taking a shot at you. <laughs> well, most the, of them uh, got four or five stints and everything else. Like they're not. That's gonna... I was going to say again. The average age of the <laughs> average <laughs> Sturgis attendee. Um, the behind us, I wanted to pull up a picture of this oh, just wow. for fun. This is what happens when you take two Honda CBX motorcycles and weld them together. Um, oh, this Andreas, is 
the other well this, is a, this is a different yeah. guy than the one who made no the, this is a different guy yeah, yeah this is a different guy uh yeah georgietis or georgietis uh yes this is straight up two inline six-cylinder motorcycles welded together with the with a beautifully handmade bottom end uh so if you take a look there <laughs> screamer so the uh, yeah, so out of this beautifully welded bottom end, the uh, so yeah, you take a look at that. He's got there's a in, there's a little there's an interesting offset between the back motor and the front motor to, to allow yeah. for the crankshaft for the the lower the uh, big ends on the conrods. So what they normally do in this is they take a regular the crankshaft yeah. is the regular crankshaft, yeah. yeah. but they mill down the the connecting rods. Yeah. So two connecting rods share the same journal. Same space, yeah. Oh, wow. So they're half as wide. Yeah. It's really, really a cool build. I, I just, I got to say, I, I really think it's pretty. But again, remember, guys, this is 32 valves. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, no, I'm sorry, 12 cylinders. It's 48 valves. So it's 48 valves. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that is that is something that, you're going to really appreciate every single mile that you ride this bike because when it comes time for a valve adjustment, good, good fucking God, man. So, yeah. And it's nice that he built it in a very comfortable, rideable position. Right. Doesn't that guy look miserable on that fucking motorcycle? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Well, I, and when he gets in the tuck, it's going to be great to look through that aluminum right. windscreen. <laughs> yeah, that, there's no looking through that windshield. I mean, it's all polished. It's it's excessive amount of polished aluminium, shiny. and it's it's beautiful. It's, I just don't think you can still rev that to ten grand. I have no idea. Probably Considering not. your co your connecting right. rods have half the half the mass. Half the mm -hmm. Well, I might even encourage them to move a little faster. I guess because they're less heavy. You have less. I mean, I don't know. It's insane. So this is just this is that this is my crazy thing of the week. This is my just dopey dumb shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. He Whoa. says, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! Up, up a little bit more. Up a little bit more. Little oh, bit you more. mean the the Ferrari yeah. thing? When uh, earlier bison? Oh, never mind. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. I, I thought someone said, "Oh, yeah, this was built with two V 6s No, 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 no. Yeah, that he's built other stuff. Yeah. But yeah, of course, you know, and of course, a guy like this, he's from South Africa. So yep. yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting. What I do love though is I do love the intakes. I do love the the fuel management getting into the bike. I think that's just sexy." I, I just think it, it looks great. Uh, let's look at this. Let's pull this picture up in a bigger, a bigger way so we can appreciate it more. Those almost look like Weber. DCLs. They sure do, don't they? Yeah. Those do look like Webers. Yep, yep. those look like Webers. So each Weber is feeding Six Webers on there. Four cylinders, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So this. This velocity thing. Oh, it does split. It does split. It. Yeah, yeah, there. it there's does split. There. So there's, yeah. there's. I don't know if that one is going. To I think there's, and that one is going. To I there, think there's maybe? three doubleheader Webers feeding twelve cylinders. Right. I think maybe yeah. each each Venturi is feeding two cylinders. I think that's the name of the game. Yeah. But you only have one, two, three, four. There's five, six, six Venturis. Yeah. So you have six. Yeah. So each one of those, each one of those carburetors so has one, two, two downdrafts. Each one yeah. of those, yeah, has to yeah. be a, like, They're facing a, forward, are, though. I don't know how well a Weber DCOE oh, can do air. with positive pressure. Air. Positive pressure, exactly, yeah. The, it's kind of interesting. If you do that, what yeah. you want to do is make sure that there is, you pressurize. Now, these don't have a float bowl on the bottom. No. Is that like the float bowl? The, yeah, that yeah. rectangle on the top. Rectangle so on the top support, yeah. So what you yeah. do yeah. is you have to run 
your vent where the float pole has to get pressure from the intake. So okay. When you put air pressure into it, it also pressurizes the fuel. Okay. And it, it can it does it works. Huh. What I'm curious about is the gorgeous polishing on every inch of this fucking thing. It is beautiful. And then I've got two things that are mystifying to me. One is what are these giant rectangular blocks yeah. on the front? Radiators. Yeah, for oil. It's got to be oil coolers. Yeah. They got to be oil coolers, I yeah. guess. 100%. And then this looks like a giant wide open starter motor over here. <laughs> Back by the flywheel? Yeah. Or back by the, the transmission? Is there a side shot up more? Uh, yeah. Like a see. mother side shot? Yeah, right above his foot. Above his oh, foot. Oh, yeah. What is that giant thing that's missing a cover that looks like it's where the starter should be? Unless it can only be started remotely. Listen, it's yeah. just a yeah. prototype. It's I not think perfect. it can only be started remotely. I don't think you can start this with yeah. a native starter. Which makes perfect sense, because how the fuck would you even think that you could start this with a native starter? <laughs> yeah, right. So you can bump start it, right? Yeah, totally bump start it. Absolutely. <laughs> you just got to kick start. You just got to push it up to about seven miles per hour. Jump on the seat real quick. Put it in second gear, and then for that brief moment, the world stops. Right. <laughs> yeah. And all the people fall off. Yeah. It's a very interesting <laughs> bike. I think it's a beautiful bike. It's not the rotation of the planet. <laughs> I think it's a pretty bike. I don't think I don't have one problem with it other than I'm just impressed the guy built it. I think you're right though on that oil cooler tip. I think that's just a giant ridiculous Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, the the cylinders that are completely horizontal don't have any air. No, there's no air going the, to them the whatsoever. <laughs> it's like the fins are literally pointing the wrong right. way. Right. Yeah. Miller did a V uh, a V6 out of a KZ13. Yes, but he that's did. liquid yeah. cooled, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. Liquid, yeah liquid cooled. But you know what? Yeah. I have to say, I don't like the missing front fender. That bothers me. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's what's missing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there was any room at radio. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, you can only turn the front wheel. Fender or oil cooler. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. right. He can only turn the front wheel three degrees. Yeah. So that's all you get out of that front wheel is you get three <laughs> degrees left and three degrees right. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah. I don't care. It's so it's what do you think the oil capacity is on that bike? Okay. 18 quarts. Yeah, 18 quarts. <laughs> 18 quarts. <laughs> it's uh it, it runs Rotella. Yeah. yeah. T six. Yeah, it runs Rotella. <laughs> it's uh, it is truly T six. And it probably runs 16 I ports. can just imagine this guy asking on the forums, what sort of oil should I run in my CBX V12? Uh, so I Not had... another oil thread. <laughs> Not another oil thread. Um, so here's an interesting quiz uh, for anybody, I mean, just for the hell of it. Riddle me this. I will. What motorcycle uses straight 60 oil? Say what? Yeah. Who's your West now? Right. Okay. So. Is it a diesel? I had a customer today call me and specify, hey, do you have any straight 60? <laughs> Not 10W60, right. what Motor Guzzi's use. The answer or is. Or 20W50, what Harley Davidson's use. But straight, straight 60. The Never. answer is no motorcycle uses that. Mm -hmm. but some customer thinks he wants 60 weight because his bike is smoking, right? And he's going to add 60 weight to try to make or, it stop. Or smoking. they read it, he read it in a forum for like over 90 degrees, you could put straight 60 mm -hmm. weight in right. like a Harley, yeah. So I did look it up and I, I was like, man, this just feels to me like this is some really, really old school shit. And it is true that Harley Davidson's used to spec 
straight 60 in their original shovel heads. Oh, wow. So, but I also think that it might be one of those things where it was like, okay, like you said, to make up for a particularly leaky engine, Mm -hmm. um, go straight 60. And it's a very, it's a very funny thing to me that, that that was the case. And I had to look at it. It won't run out as fast. That's exactly it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, Harley Davidson did recommend HD extra heavy duty SAE 60 was their recommended oil. And I'm like, well, fuck me run. And I had no idea that that was the deal. And that is uh, because I never messed around with AMF era big twins. You know, just never anything I was even interested in. And that is a very, to me, that's a, it's a really interesting thing when you think about Jesus fucking Christ, a straight <coughs> 60 weight oil, you know, man. So that's a, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. But, you know, going a little thicker during yeah. these hot months, yeah. I put that Lucas something something 50 in mine. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. It's, it was that's what it says on the bottle. No, I can't. <laughs> I have a picture of it. I can find yeah. it. But, but um, it's, it's a little thicker. You don't want to run it under 40 degrees. Right. Yeah. But, but yeah. it dropped the temperature of my motor by 25 degrees. Like uh-huh. easily running, yep. it's, it runs like a fucking sewing machine yep. now too. Yeah, it's really cool. It is a well, the STP. You know, did you ever use the STP in the old metal can? Yeah, oh, back in the day. Oh, yeah. and you go to dump it out. Motor honey, man. Ooh. Yeah, it's just molasses. Yeah. Yep. The uh, it is a when I used to work in a lot of weird old vehicles at the airport and the military and everything else, and there were a couple of vehicles that were like, yeah. 60 weight kind of thing but yeah i know that it said 60 on the side of the block but that was for like tropical use right yeah you know that was like for not you know not anywhere it might get cold out yeah and all those things that said 60 on them were ultimately 20 w50 right because that oil was now available mm-hmm. nobody actually ran 60 oil in it in fact at the airport i think we ran 30 weight in everything you know straight 30 weight yeah, we really did. I mean, a lot of our utility vehicles, I think we just pretty much ran straight 30 weight in just because the, the old man had that shit left over from World War II. And he had just barrels of it, you know? And I think, and, honestly, like, unless you're, like, unless you're putting, like, water oil in, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, something really thin, like, going up or down a little bit, it's not, I think changing it more frequently is probably more important than... Well, a lot you know, of cars today are running 0 W20 yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Zero yep. weight. And they're yeah. coming out with a 016. Oh yeah, yeah, zero sixteen. Yeah, that's the that's the new one. It's uh, I was just dumping but I can tell you when that oil gets old, when when you put when you approach like five to seven thousand miles, on yeah, the zero twenty, you could hear the tappets. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you can't go anything over on it. Yeah. No, it just the stuff just is so thin. It's water. It, it wears yeah. out, and, it, yeah. and you could. You need to change it, and you need to buy a new motor every two hundred thousand miles. That's probably yeah. the answer to. Engines getting sludge and stuff yep. like that. So real thin oil keeps them clean. Yep. I think it's economy. I think it's to make a higher to fuel economy. Higher fuel economy mm-hmm. too. At the airport, the aviation uh, oil the oil that we used in all the yeah. air cooled Lycoming sixes and everything else was fifteen W fifty. And you think about, you know, airplanes, they kinda do the same RPM, you know, for most of the stuff that has a variable speed a variable prop and stuff. Airplane engines do they they hold a very similar RPM a whole lot of the time. Oh yeah, and it is 
they just go for hours and hours and hours. And yeah, they all love the they all love the 15W50. There was the W W100, but you know that's basically just airport. You know, airport, are there big airport. temperature differences though between like yeah. ground level? And oh hell yeah! There, so that's what you I mean, mean. You think about you're on the we're on the ramp getting a plane ready. And it's 115 degrees out, and where he's going to be flying, it could be, you know, 12. You know? They don't put carbide on it for nothing. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it could be it could be a lot below freezing in a matter of minutes, you know. Yeah. Plus, you know, air-cooled motors tend to expand and contract quite a bit. Right. So, yeah, it's a, for us, it was, I think it was 1550 for pretty much everything that we ran, so. Well, isn't yep. it the SR-71 Blackbird, right? You yeah. Talk, you talk about expanding and contracting. All the gaps in the fuse. Yeah, the, well, that. They, they would leak said, fuel. Yeah, it would leak yeah. fuel to the yeah. point that, like, you know, half the tank would be gone before it took off because then it expanded from the heat of the thing. <laughs> it's good for the environment. We're just yeah. going to dump Jet A right yeah, into yeah. the fucking environment. Kerosene doesn't hurt anything. It's do you, fine. Do you remember a few weeks ago there was a jet that was having a problem and it dumped all of its fuel yeah. on schools? Yeah, it just, it just <laughs> flew around in circles <laughs> emptying its... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the kids were out and on recess. It was before COVID. Yeah, the kids were out playing recess and jet all covered in kerosene. <laughs> yeah, yep. And you know what? I have made my mistakes before. Yeah. I have been on the I've been on the wrong end of a whole lot of you know diesel diesel going everywhere it shouldn't be at 200 psi, yeah. and have the whole diesel bath where like everything is diesel. Your hair feels really good for about a week after that. Yeah, yeah. that was a trip to Bearden's one time. My Volvo. The tank had split, and I put. I didn't realize it, and I, I knew it was leaking. I could smell I saw it was dripping. Yeah. But I went with Peggy to Bearden's. I parked in their driveway. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I'm like, and I was like, does somebody own a Volvo out here? You need to move your car now. And I'm like, wow, Uh-oh. that was, I, Shit. I had a little fucking leak. <laughs> I come out, and there's fucking gasoline. Oh, no. Like, five oh. gallons, like a fucking oh, shit. stream. I'm like, oh, my God. And, and Did I, you take your cigarette? <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, holy man. shit. I'm, getting, I'm like, pay the bill, honey. Pay the bill. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. Before, before the fire department shows up. I took out, and then I spun out on it because it was gas on the blacktop. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, oh man. I fucking drove out of there. I'm like, I can't. Oh, I, like, I'm like, we got to drive around. I got to go around corners and stuff till it leaks the gas out of the fucking tank. Uh, <laughs> damn. I was like, oh, that was bad. Is that a 240? 740? Yeah, 240. 240. Oh, that's my favorite yeah. car. I loved yeah. it. I'm like man. 740 turbos. Yeah. I had one of those too. It's a good car. It was I'm, a 240 silver sunroof, crank, hand crank sunroof, leather, black leather. Wagon interior. or coupe? Coupe, sedan. Oh, okay. Paid 800 bucks for it. I will. I'm sorry, you guys. I will not drink that fucking Kool Aid. No. <laughs> Every time I look at a Volvo, I'm just like, "Fuck, man!" Like, dude, there's something about them. My 740 was a five-speed. It was really? a turbo, and it had, it has the Porsche slink to it. Yeah. Like when you yeah, give yeah, it the gas, yeah. it's like, and it just. And yeah. that car, like I think I talked about it before, I had 350,000 miles on when I bought it for 500 bucks. Yeah. I sold it for 600 with 425,000 miles on it. Right. And the guy, wrote, he, I think he's still driving it. I. My speedo was it. dead at 300 and some thousand miles, and I yeah. drove it for four or five years, and then it threw a timing belt. I threw another one in it, and it still ran, and I yeah. drove it for another year, but yeah. it never, I don't know if I was off It was never tooth. right after that? Yeah, yeah. never was quite. Well, if I was going to go Scandinavian, and I'd probably go Saab. Wow. Again, you don't like arriving at your destination. <laughs> no. Right. Yes. You never want to arrive at your destination in the same shit you left on. No. Right? <laughs> but it's cooler. You want to push it home seven This miles. thing is going to look so cool on the back of a flatbed. 
Yeah. It would well, make this car look better if it was sitting about four feet in the air. Yeah. And depending yeah. on what Saab you get, a lot of those Saabs were the GM 2400 platform where it's a Saturn motor in it. Is it? Well, it's, it's I would go pre-GM Saab, like yeah. a 900. Of course you would. Yeah, of course you would. Exactly. <laughs> Two-liter two right. turbo. Yeah. Yep, 900 turbo. They put yeah. handles on the front so you could pull it home. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what was the old Saab two-seat roadster? Was the the Saab? The, the Sonic. Sonic. Sonic? Yep. That was a two-stroke. Yeah. That no, was actually I, a two-cycle. So the Saab Sonic was an actual two-cycle car. It was a two-stroke. But I was yeah. running an Opel GT versus a Saab Sonic. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. The right. Opel GT looks like a little Corvette, or it used to look like a little... It did. Yeah. The yeah. Opel GT, the rollover I, headlights. Didn't I send you yeah. one the other week? Opel, yeah. uh, My buddy place. dated a girl who had one of those, and she was a squirter. <laughs> <laughs> and he broke up with her. I'm like, what? What? I'm like, how did you break up with her? Oh, Cute man. Cute blonde, parents had money. She's driving around this little yellow Opel GT. Like, I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah, but you're sitting there eating your breakfast cereal, just getting hosed down. Like, what's there's a, yes. there's a yes. terrible there's a terrible movie from 1990 called Crazy People, and in the movie they basically Billy Crystal, I think it is, enlists the help of people that are members of an insane asylum, for lack of a better term, uh -huh. to help him write ad copy for Saab cars, and <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty. I mean, it's a funny movie. It's called Crazy People. Um, it's very, very quirky. It's a fun little movie, and it's like it's one of those things. If you've just got nothing better to do, you can watch it. But it's uh, was it? It was Dudley Moore. So it's Dudley Moore and Daryl Hannah. And basically, oh. what they realize is that these uh, Paul Reiser's in it. Uh, they realize that these crazy people come up with the really good, really good catch lines. Yeah, and they're like, "Sob, it's not sexy." But in today's time of AIDS, do you want a sexy car? <laughs> you know, and it's just like, you're like, huh, eh, kind of makes a point there. Maybe, maybe having a sexy car is not the best thing you can do right now. Well, let's just face it. One of the two Scandinavian car companies makes a jet fighter airplane. That's right. right. And it's exactly. not Volvo. It's not Volvo. <laughs> that is exactly right. Yep. I have been flown over by those Delta Wing sobs many, 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 many times. And they are, uh, that when I was of the car show age, like when you're 14 or 15 years old and you're going to car shows and you're like, oh yeah, that's the car I want to have, man. <laughs> uh, that Saab 900 convertible and the Toyota MR2 in the electric blue, mm -hmm. which was like the first gen MR2. Yep. So the first gen MR2, yeah, the first gen MR2 was my dream car. And it would have been something like a 1986 or 85 mm -hmm. Saab turbo convertible like everybody in the 1985 car show was lined up buying corvettes and other shit and here i was the fucking nerdy kid standing next to the saab 900 turbo weighing the pros and cons versus the toyota mr2 what well, spg would be uh, uh saab spg would yeah. be good i always wanted SPG? the nissan pulsar yeah, they have a yeah, the one that uh, with a changeable back end <laughs> yeah you can make it into you a station no, like like that's a like, uh, that's that's a that's another one of those cars you're like oh yeah Nissan Pulsar yeah, sure the Higher NX blues, yeah. better, you could make you it know. into anything you wanted to buy the kit to make it into yep and that's great. uh and that that but was now a, now it's rare to be able to find the hatch or the 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 station wagon back to those like if you can yeah, find one with the station there, wagon there was back. one that just recently appeared on one of the one of the finding cars engines and it was in really bad shape but there's the 
Pulsar NX with the sport oh, yeah. back. Yeah. Yep. So the sport. I saw one for sale on Marketplace a, a little bit ago. Recently, yeah. yeah. And they're like, there's nothing great about that car. It's all. It's ultimately just a. Well, yeah. a in that Pulsar. time period, that was the same thing as the Riata. They all tried yeah. to do this two seater like weird mm-hmm. yeah. thing going mm-hmm. on. Everybody wanted to have a, a little sports coupe of some sort, and yeah, they did. So yeah, but the sport back was kind of an interesting concept. I I always thought that was real attractive. And if you look, none of the real colors, sexy. the sport back colors, actually match the. No, car. that was the idea. Is nobody can nobody can complain about your paint not matching if it's exactly nine shades off anyway. So it's like, you know, well yeah, that's not a dead paint match. Well, it's not supposed to be. But then they came right. out with the it's Aztec. modular. What's yeah, that? The they came out with the Aztec. Fuck that Aztec, man. So did, so did that trend start or end with the Fiero? Yeah, that's a good question yeah. because, yeah, the that's a very good question. The sport, oh. Yeah, the brat. That's kind of neat. <laughs> the brat. Yeah. The brat was, Super but the brat, brat was cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a brat momentarily for a very, very short period of time until. You had the seats in the back. Yeah, I had the yeah. the seats with the ski poles. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I had the seats with the ski, <laughs> the ski poles ski in the back, <laughs> and the seats were made of a, a hard rubber coating mm-hmm. over like a metal base. And the funny thing was, when you sat in the back, in those seats with the ski poles, mm-hmm. you, you sat back there, you realized that they were made for a much smaller person. Oh, yeah. So when you sat in, it, it bent your spine and your ass into like a very, very strange position <laughs> where you weren't like, yeah, I'm going to sit back there. It's going to really be fun. You ended up just turning around, standing up, and holding onto the headrest. Well, and and not only that, but like, think about it. Yeah. Now, like, you know, there's like 37 seat belts. They have airbags yeah. everywhere, oh, yeah. and that. Yeah. And this is like less than 40 years ago. They're like, right. just jump in the fucking back and hold yeah. onto some ski poles. Hang yeah. on to some ski poles, <laughs> dude. Fine, and ask the guy who, you know, my buddy who had one, and he was in front of me, and we were being jackasses. So stoplight to stoplight. He oh, was yeah. in front of me, so he's like, Vroom! and I was in a '68 Chevy. Yeah. You know, I'm like, Vroom! well, then just to be funny. Before he got to the, he, he brake checked me, and I was like, I turned it sideways, oh. and literally my car, like the guy who was sitting in the jump seat in the back was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> trying to crawl backwards up over the fucking cab when he thought I was He doesn't have a crumple zone back right. there. Yeah. yeah. And I ended up turning my car exactly, slid sideways, and there was a telephone pole in front and a telephone pole in back, and I literally, I could barely, I had to go like 20 times. <laughs> Before I could get my car straightened out, because I just put it right between the goalposts. Oh, that was it. There you go. The I had the Tamaya. Yeah, the Tamaya version. Yeah, yeah. It's always one of the real one that looked yeah. like the RC car. Yeah, but it didn't work that way. No, right? Because it just doesn't plan. It doesn't it play doesn't out that like way. That. It's <laughs> a little tiny Japanese car with a flat four engine. If you put real world wheels that big, if you put thirty threes or thirty fives onto a real Brat, that one thing won't move. It won't get out of its but own goddamn way. The, the model yeah, without looks so ratios, good. The model but... looks great. The model is yeah. stanced out right. The model looks fantastic. But you really can't do that with the real car. But yeah, there's, oh, there's uh, the ski pole. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's ski poles. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. The one I had had the T-tops. So there you have it. Yeah. It was that same color, silver blue. Yeah. That's an 83. Mine was an 84. And the interesting thing was you could put your foot through that hole in front of the rear wheel. So there's a square a square hole, a port, yeah, in front of the rear wheel that's actually a spring-loaded door. And you could put your foot in there to climb over the side. Like you oh, couldn't put your foot... It's, a, it's like a step side, yeah, it's a but step it's side. not really a... It's not a step. Well, like is a step. you couldn't put your foot eight inches higher on the top of that 14-inch tire, right? <laughs> or 13-inch tire. Yeah. 
there was a lot of strange things on that. Like the spare tire was on the air cleaner. What? Yeah. So if you look under the hood of a Brat or any 80s GL Subaru, mm -hmm. the air cleaner where, you know, you'd normally expect there to be an air cleaner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Is the spare tire. So I wish there was a, a better picture, but maybe this will show it. So, yeah, there you go. So you see that little blue thing right there? Yeah. That's your air cleaner. Oh, behind it. See behind the air cleaner? That's your spare tire. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So the spare tire it's gives you a whole charcoal. lot of crash protection. But how much of a failure was this thing? Uh, the oh, new one. The new hate. one. The yeah. Baja or yeah, whatever the Baja. they called it. Yeah, the Baja. Oh, terrible. terrible. It's a love or hate thing. People love them. People terrible, hate them. Terrible, yeah. terrible. I was fascinated when they came out because they are a brat. Like a new brat? But it's yes. like a brat for an adult with kids. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. a lot of ladies who like ladies. That seems to be kind well, of well. Well, that's, that's Subaru. That's Subaru in general. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. That's that's just a Subaru. You know, you've just narrowed. You've just lightly tapped upon the entire Subaru marketing right, strategy. Right, 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 right. Right. Women in sensible shoes. That's all it when is. She got a Subaru. You got it licked. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, my friends, ride fast and take chances.